0: From downtown, this is Tim Kitcher from NBHM, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka!
1: This week on Nintendo Main, we have an interview with Voitek from Hyper Strange Games about Crossbow Blood Knight.
0: Is it January? I'm going to pretend it's January.
1: I travel all around the world of assassination. Welcome to Nintendo Main Podcast episode 257, your place for Nintendo news and developer interviews and video game stories from old friends who talk about Nintendo. This week we have a special interview with uh, with Wojtek from Hyper Strange, coming in to talk to us about Crossbow Blood Knight. So we're going to go to that right now.
2: It's nice to see you guys. I usually uh listen to you on Spotify, so I don't really see your faces. Oh thanks. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah.
3: <laughs> here we are. Hopefully we yeah, didn't disappoint.
2: All right.
1: Well we have Wojtek here from Hyper
2: Strange to talk to us
1: about you got you got a bunch of stuff coming out, but most Nintendo related Crossbows Blood
2: Knight is out right now for the Switch. Yeah, it's, it's Crossbow Blood Knight. The most generic title we can we could come up with. <laughs>
1: I I, p- I picked it up for Switch. It, it's kind of like an arena, like survival uh, leaderboard yeah. type game. Uh, I have a huge thing for old school first person shooters, so I was obviously I, I saw it. and I was like, oh cool, I can do that, and it's it's cheap too. It's only like it's only like five dollars,
2: and um, it's a small, very self conscious game. We know it's a you know it's a, it's an arcade outing.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh we wanted to create something smaller because we we, we do have larger games on the PC. But since this is our first on the switch and we're, you know, we were not familiar with the whole process. We wanted to take something as small as we could and try if we could push it through the pipeline and if we could do it alone because we didn't want to work with any external porting houses. And yeah, it went out okay. There were some problems at launch, uh, but there's already a patch that's going through the Nintendo pipeline, so it should drop, like, next week. Uh, we weren't aware, actually, about all those timelines on Switch. You have to plan ahead, now we know, so there won't mm. be any fumbles next time. Mm. But people seem to enjoy it, and it's, like, like you said, it's just a small FPS arena that you would play in short bursts, trying to survive as long as you can, and then climbing the ladder of the uh, little board that's an online little board uh, and that's pretty much the risk to it but we wanted to make it small but give it a higher production value mm-hmm. so it doesn't look cheap it is a cheap game but doesn't look cheap i think that's that's what i'm told that we succeeded that so it's a bit stylish i think if you are familiar with games like painkiller which is also a polish game we're a polish studio or, well, maybe even Doom a little bit, Mm. which is always a huge inspiration for us. That's the style we wanted to approach, and and we wanted to do it as smoothly as we could on Switch. And I think we did just that, and and I see that people enjoy it. I I see that the leaderboards are pretty much alive a week after launch. When we launched, I was, I think, fifth on the leaderboards, and (laughs) now I'm below 40. (laughs) So, 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 so it's, it's, it's nice seeing that people are playing and enjoying it. Yeah, like, like you said, it's cheap. You can pick up and try it if you are a fan of uh, arcade experiences. Trying to get the high score, like in an old arcade, that's our ultimate goal because we're old. We remember arcade. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I think of
3: first-person shooters with an arcade style, I think of like Serious Sam, just kind of wave after wave of enemies coming. I haven't yeah. personally played the game yet, but is that something? That's basically that it what it is, currently? kind of.
1: Yeah, except it, it, it seems a lot more difficult than Serious Sam because Serious Sam is like a, is it, not so much about competing like for a high score and stuff like that. Because this one, yeah, if you're not paying attention, does, you can you know, get knocked out. A story, and it like,
2: has a, yeah, it has a campaign. You have an adventure. And here, all you get is a arena, and you need to master the, the weapon you get. And, and you, ha- you get this crossbow as the title. <laughs> and it's an arcane crossbow loaded with the power of hell and heaven, so you can keep the balance between the two. And, uh, and you get, like, four different shooting modes. So that's a crossbow that doubles for a machine gun, a shotgun, a grenade launcher and every now and then you can launch a mortar attack, area of attack type thing. You just, you know, shoot us straight, it's- straight ahead and you have those spears of light falling from the sky, skies, so like a ultimate attack. So it gives you a little bit of tactics, crowd management. Uh, you have all those different monsters coming to the arena and, and, and you, you need to manage them. And if anyone played, it's a PC-only title, but it was very popular a while ago, 2016, I think. It was called Devil Daggers. Hmm. That's pretty much the same concept. You, you get a very minimalistic experience that you will instantly grasp the basics, and then it will take a long time to master the experience to, to, to really get a high score for sure yeah
1: it's really fast paced and you have to keep moving and if you if, if you're not paying attention like i said you can be hey, out stop you, your can, bed. you can be out in like a couple seconds so you really you really have to have to keep your mind in there but but i like i like how the how you're saying like how you you have one weapon but you can use it in different ways like if you hold the trigger it turns into a machine gun or if you just tap yeah. the trigger it's like a shotgun or if you hold the if you hold the ZR button i think it it becomes like a more like kind of a homed like rocket launcher thing well not necessarily homed but you know it's more like a rocket launcher and then of course yeah like you're saying you have that straight uh, attack thing where you can just line up a bunch of enemies and have them all have this like uh death from above thing in there so there's enough in there to keep it going and plus there's like different in enemies the game in itself kind of reminds me of serious Sir- sam meets uh, nightmare creatures do you remember that game on 64 oh, right. it can yeah. i don't know the art style of it reminds reminds me of that the way that the way the monsters look Kind of reminds me of Nightmare Creatures, but there's yeah, like aesthetically,
2: a... you know, it's, it's 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 a straight line. Nightmare Creatures had to inspire Bloodborne, and Bloodborne was our direct inspiration in terms of topics mm. oh, okay, yeah. and, and style.
1: Yeah, I think it has the same difficulty, right? <laughs> About
2: I, <don't... laughs> I would say Bloodborne is a little bit more forgiving mm-hmm. because it's it's a, it's a game that also comes with a huge campaign and. From software wanted you to to explore and 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 see the world that yeah. they created. Yeah, we give you the arena, and you have to you know best the arena. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a uh, it sounds simple, but it but it is a lot of fun to play. Like it's one of those things. It's kind of like a uh, you know it's kind of like Tetris or like Mario Thirty Five, where it's just like you know you play it and you'll die yeah. really quickly, and then you want to try again, and then you might try again multiple times, and it'll be like an hour later, and you will be like, oh okay, I, I get I get it now.
2: Hopefully I... that was all goal.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wasn't able to place that high. I think I was in like, like 125, I think was where I was at, but it's cool that you can tell that a lot of people are into it because there's a, there's a large amount of people on the leaderboard that are ahead of me and, and behind me. So, you know, I was like, oh yeah, it seems, seems to take off. Would you ever plan on like expanding like this world into like a more like a traditional first person shooter? Like did the, the crossbow world of just this horror this
2: world? People keep asking us because. Well, if you play it, you can see that there's some lore in there. Yeah. And I think that the, the weapon itself is, it's really, you know, working on the imagination because you want to go out into the world and, and shoot at things with that thing. <laughs> and we also would really love to, at some point, expand this world because we fell in love with it. It was a simple project to, to, to keep us busy between finishing our, uh, Elderborn, which is a, an action game more of a slasher and and now we are working on a spin-off of the postal series uh, by running with scissors we are uh making postal into boomer shooter you know a, a classic type shooter thing yeah uh, uh oh. which actually needs demands you have some skill to play it <laughs> and between that we had some free time and we wanted to all the new additions to our team to have one game under the belt together so we figure out something small and we started something small and when we saw that crossbow when our graphic lead drew that crossbow and said well you could shoot that it's going to be one weapon and and it's going to be that crossbow And, and we thought oh wow this crossbow is something special so first we named the game crossbow and then we Came up with all this, you know, lore where we have a secret coven of arcane crossbow users who keep the balance between the good and evil. And that's really something we want to explore further because we think it's a nice idea to, to expand maybe a little bit in the, in the vein of Thief, the dark project. Okay. That's, that's the kind of a world we want to create with that. Sure. But it's still a far cry because we were focused on on postal brain damage. And, well, we'll see how Crossbow takes in. Mm -hmm. And if it, well, it boils down to that we are in the studio still. And if it sells enough so we can afford to to, to make a sequel or expand this one, Mm -hmm. we will because we like it for sure. But it really boils down to that if it sells mm-hmm. then we keep on it. <laughs> Definitely. And I'll
1: put a link on the description, you know, to the eShop, so hopefully people will find it. And it's it's very cheap. It's it's $5 and it's fun. You know, it's totally the, worth the price of admission there. And it's awesome to get Thank ga- you.
2: That's nice of you to say.
1: Yeah. And, and it's and it's awesome to get your uh, get your foot in the door there for the switch, you know, for sure like yes. be like hey, I And we're, it's an amazing
2: experience now. to have yeah. a game on Switch, really. Yeah. Because we were, you know, we, most, most of us, the the, the founders of HyperStrange, we are all born in the 80s, 80, 1981, in my case. So I'm turning 40 this year. Oh my God. And
0: you're, around our, you're around our age too. Yeah. Right. I was born yeah, in 87.
1: Yeah, so yeah, I, I figured. I turned, yeah, yeah, I turned 40 last year. That's kind of depressing that my, that my year 40 has been. In this, you know, in in the, in, <laughs> in the uh, yeah, I haven't really not the best in, times ever. <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not the greatest time, but yeah, no, I I hear you. I'm, I'm a 1980 as well, and there's, yeah, there's the, something special about
3: having it on a Nintendo system because of that, because Nintendo was practically the only system there for for a window in the late 80s and early 90s, yeah. and to think that you have a game on
2: Nintendo must be so gratifying. Oh yeah, exactly. It's been a surreal experience for me because I I still remember. It was like 92, I think, when I got my very first Game Boy. And you couldn't get you couldn't get a Game Boy in Poland. Hmm. So someone brought it for me from UK. And it was like a thing from another world for me. Mm-hmm. I knew about Game Boy. We, we, we had gaming magazines. We read about Game Boys. We knew what games are on Game Boy. We even already had some cable TV. And, and we could, you know, pick up channels like sky one and they had you know gaming shows featuring game boys and you couldn't get one in poland oh no so i was that kid who had the game boy <laughs> yeah. and it was a marvel we had a nes clone very popular in poland and was totally legal because we had no copyright laws in poland until 1994 i think yeah, oh, wow. 1994. And you could buy... It was sort of like Dandy. I don't know if you're familiar with Dandy. It was a Chinese clone of the classic Famicom pop Oh, okay. And it was very widespread in in, in Eastern Europe. And we, there was this one company uh, who would order it in bulk in China and sell it under the market name Pegasus, Pegasus Family Game. And it was... The closest thing we could get to NES, and wow. ah. and of course you know pirate cards okay, and and then wow. stuff like that. You really wouldn't get anything original on market in Poland until 1995, I think, wow, or huh. so. But we had either that or Commodore 64. Some people had Amiga, some had PCs, but you know until 1993 there wasn't you know really very many good games on the PC. Mm. and 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 then you could get a whiff of Nintendo mm. and ever since I got my hands on that game boy uh it was a great dream for me mm. to to make a game for NES or, or any other Nintendo device and I started making games in 1994, I think, and it was always pc because it's, it's you know it's, it it's still predominantly pc in Europe. Mm. Uh, in Eastern Europe, in Poland, in in Russia, in Czech Republic, uh, and so on. And we already are in development of games for, you know, Xbox and and, and PS4, but the Nintendo Switch is the very first Nintendo console in Poland that actually got some traction in the market, that became popular in Poland, that put Nintendo on, on the map of, you know, casual user in Poland.
3: That's such a long way to go from having to... Play Nintendo, quote unquote Nintendo, on a knockoff Chinese console. To now, you have your own game on a Switch. <laughs> you yeah. can yeah. just take it anywhere and show anybody. Look what I did here. It's on a Switch right you now. You
0: so. You said you programmed it yourself too. Like, right? You didn't have to have someone help you. Like, convert it to however Nintendo's code works. Like,
2: yeah, it was it was surprisingly straightforward. uh The game's made in Unity Engine, and uh, the the whole process. I'm I'm not in the liberty of you know going into detail. Mm. But I would say that this is a great time to be a developer. And the Switch is an amazing device. It's really a very, I wouldn't say intuitive, but it really feels like an open device. Mm -hmm. I can see that there's a lot of indies in the eShop. And and there's a reason for that. Yeah, yeah. And and I'm very, very happy for that. So wasn't that hard to develop for,
1: is what you're saying?
2: Well, we, we've launched Crossbow on the PC in, in September, I believe. And as soon as we got our hands on, on, uh, switch dev kits, it was maybe two weeks to prepare the first build tops. And of course we need to optimize some for the switch, but it wasn't really a very time consuming or resource consuming process. So I think as long as you are using Unity with little to none exotic plugins, Just, you know, out of the box Unity, vanilla Unity, you are good to go on Switch, I would say.
3: Without me knowing too much of the nuts and bolts of how to develop an indie game, like, is is that, like, probably the most popular platform to use to go through Unity to make a game on Switch? Like, is that that what most indie developers kind of lean on?
2: Uh, From what I've seen, yes. I think Unity is the go-to engine for Switch because it's Pretty much lightweight, lightweight, still, but I've seen people doing Game Maker exports to Switch. I've seen people using Clickteam Fusion two point five, which is a you know very exotic suite, development suite, and the game that's very popular. I think called Baba Is You. Yes, yeah. it's, it's, it's been developed in Clickteam Fusion two point five, okay. so it's doable. It's really amazing, like how many different approaches you can take. Mm. So, so, yeah, I, I, I think that Unity is still the uh, most approachable to a person wanting to just, you know, start development.
1: Especially for, like, 3D games, right? Does Unity work for that or does it matter whether it's, like, 3D or not?
2: Well, Unity has, you know, two separate paths to go. You can either develop a 3D app or there's a, frame, a framework for a 2D app as well. Uh, in Unity, so most of the 2D games you see on Switch are also Unity. I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm, especially the Indies.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't know that much about the, the actual de- development process. I just wanted to ask you when, when you had your Game Boy in Poland, like, what were you able to buy games there, or did you just play like one game that came with it? Like, what was your game <laughs> that you played on your on your Game Boy?
2: Oh my God, I wanted Mario Tennis. So, so the person who got the game of me was instructed to get Mario Tennis mm. with it. Mm-hmm. Okay, but they didn't get Mario Tennis. They got some, you know, acclaim, Andre Agassi tennis, whatever. Oh yeah, it really sucked. I bet <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was terrible. It was unplayable. But lucky for me, they also got Super Mario Land. Uh, uh, okay, nice. one. Yeah, yeah, which is, oh, it was amazing. I don't need to explain how amazing it is, mm-hmm. especially for a first game on, on Game Boy. But apart from that, I really wanted to have a shooter because I always enjoyed uh, shooting things in games. And, and that was around the time that Doom came out. Mm. So I had Doom on my PC and I wanted to take that experience with me. And the game I, I went through such lengths to get and finally got my hands on, was True Lies. Oh, wow. From <laughs> so the movie? Like the it's on the movie? True Lies. It, it, yeah, it, it's based on the Schwarzenegger movie. Yeah, yeah. And it was a top-down shooter. Yeah. And now looking at it, I, I think it's abysmal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was developed by the company, the, the one with the rainbow in, in the logo. LJN? LJN. LJN, L-J-N. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Which is never a good sign. I, I, I know now. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> was bubble bubble? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bubble is amazing.
1: Was was that LGN too? When,
2: when, when of I, f- I'm not sure it was tech I think. Oh, wait, it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When, yeah.
1: What was it one of the one of the first games I ever had was uh, Karate Kid one and two, and that was an LGN game, and I liked that game. I thought that game was cool. Oh, oh yeah, was it was Karate Kid. So I don't think all of them were bad. I thought that game was good. Had a little mini game where yeah. you could catch flies with chopsticks. It was fun.
0: <laughs> Looks like they do, yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of licensed games.
2: Yeah, I mean that was, yes. Like- yes, that was that was their, you know, that was the mode of operation. They would get a license and snap the poster from the movie on the cover of the game, mm-hmm. so every kid would want it.
4: <laughs>
1: yeah, I was wondering <laughs> uh, when you said shoot first person shooter. I was like, what? I was like, what was on? I was like, what was on yeah, original shooter. Game
2: Boy? I would you know, I was happy to settle for a shooter. Period. <laughs> Be able to
3: convince yourself that True Lies
2: was just like Doom. Actually, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. It just like Doom. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I mean, it kind of is. I'm right? actually, I'm actually looking at it right now, and it looks okay for a Game Boy game. You know?
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. For, it, but but it's like first level, you have an actual shooter. But then the second level is, I believe, uh you have to ski downhill oh, while <laughs> shooting things. Oh, nice! <laughs> <laughs> it's it's. Far from perfect, but the, uh, the the shooting part was pretty much like Jurassic Park on the NES. Yeah, yeah. And Jurassic Park, while it's very brutal in in terms of you know the skill you have to put in it, is a very well made game and, and and great graphics for that matter.
1: Did, you you played Jurassic Park on Super Nintendo too, right? With the first person shooter modes in oh, there? No,
2: no, no. I love that the game. Super but... Nintendo was not a thing in Poland. Oh obviously. no. That's too bad. I, lo- yeah, I love Yeah, we Super we, we skipped from we skipped from Pegasus family game which was, you know, the NES clone to PlayStation. A big jump so, so yeah yeah we it was just stolen from us you know and after all these years when i got my hands on a super nintendo i would you know pop in games like chrono trigger or, or final Fantasy VI six or three it depends on yeah how you you know <laughs> and it blew my mind like a little home 16-bit console would do all those things yeah i mid- have to think when it finally opened
3: up and And the older systems became available in poland that must have just been like a dream like this huge treasure trove of history of games just came flooding at you like like what was that like to finally see what we all over
2: in other parts of the world got to experience it felt you know like really a huge chunk of pop culture was taken from us you know all those well we grew up not knowing mario you know that sort of thing we knew of mario but there there wasn't as much you know player base for mario in poland because it was so so exotic mm-hmm. we mostly played the pc we know Gianna sisters on commodore which is a straight up you know Gianna Mario mm-hmm. giana yeah. sisters and we would play with our eyes closed because we would play so many times we could really really beat the first level with our our eyes closed. But it wasn't before the the, the set NES clone came out that we learned of Mario and and we could play uh, classic games. And after it opened up, it was exactly like you say, it was a tidal wave of things that we missed before. And it was so, so very random because uh, we already had like PCs with 3D accelerator cards, mm. and on the other hand, we on the other hand we had all those classic 16-bit games on the consoles that we've missed, and 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 then there was PS1, and it was all you know jumbled up in like a matter of two or three years. So if you weren't really a hardcore gamer, you would you were bound to miss huge chunks of it. Mm-hmm.
1: Wow. So you were talking about some of the stuff that you were doing. In the future, uh, you, you sent me some links to some other games that you were doing. Which which one is going to switch first? Is uh, is Postal coming to switch, or is well, it the Eki game that's coming to switch next?
2: There's a tiny little game called Eki. Eki, uh, yeah. That's E Q I. Yeah, and it's already in our pipeline. It came out on PC recently, but it was already designed to go to Switch. Mm-hmm. And it's a action puzzle game, a first-person puzzle, a little bit vein of I don't know, maybe how to explain it. If you had Mirror's Edge, but you wanted to make it abstract, or if you took Anti-Chamber and make it more arcade, that's the sort of experience we. You, you will have in Eki. Uh, it's a fairly short game, but it's a very condensed experience and it's quite psychedelic. And that's actually not a game we made. It's a game that we are the publisher for yeah. Eki uh, yeah. because we started to publish games, uh, not only make games this year. And Eki comes first, but after that... There's a race between our very own Elderborn, uh, which is a first-person Souls-like game Mm -hmm. with a little bit more focus on arcade action. People call it the Conan Conan the Barbarian simulator. Mm. That's pretty much it. Also in terms of uh, the aesthetics, the sounds, and and the story. And people really want to see it on Switch. We've got plenty of requests, uh, and we want to put it on Switch as soon as we can, but it's a large game that wasn't designed... In switch with switch in mind because we've started the development of Eldubo in 2015 and switch wasn't even a thing back then. yeah so we figured yeah we'll probably at some point port it to uh, Xbox and PlayStation but now we see that switch should be our first focus actually and it's either that but it can still take some time or the postal game that I mentioned, which is going to be a very straightforward, fast-paced shooter, first-person shooter with a lot of, you know, postal trade bar brutality and it's actually amazing that we're launching a postal game on Nintendo console.
1: Oh yeah, no, I, I, yeah. I watched I watched the trailer for it, and it's I mean it's it's not like there's it's not like Nintendo is like the censoring company that they were before. But I watched yeah. the trailer that you sent me, and there's like a there's like a dildo in there, and the guy's like masturbating in the end of the in the end of the video, and I'm like, what? But but no, I, I yeah, no, I'm totally on board on for all these games. Yeah. Like I think the postal we, game we won't awesome. even be
2: the first postal game on Switch.
1: Yeah, I I had not.
2: Uh, sort classic.
1: I guess I haven't played any of the other ones, but the one that I saw on there, I'm like, oh yeah, no, I definitely play that. Like, I love <laughs> I love any sort of old school, weird old school first person shooter, and this definitely looks like it. Almost looks like if Saints Row was a first person shooter, but like had you know had yeah, had, had more had more old school yeah. graphics. Well, you know, you can beat people with like giant dolos in that game. It kind of like goes around the same feeling, I guess is is what <laughs> is what I was going for on that, but. No, yeah, I I definitely, I'm very
2: interested in in everything that you guys do in the future. With Postal we are going for, uh, well, it's going to be funny in a way that, you know, all those things you said are funny. But it's also going to be a very skill-based experience uh, with, with, we're putting a lot of focus uh, on the gameplay to resemble the classic quake games. So we want bunny hopping, we want all the strafing, all the rocket jumping, everything. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be all about fluid movement and skill. So it's not just for the laughs, it's it's also for, for, for the challenge for the first time in the postal uh, series history. Because postal series is, is mostly about you know, putting the player in the sandbox, giving them a gun and, and saying, Now shoot people
4: mm-hmm.
2: because you have a bad day, go and shoot people. Or or not. It's up to you. You can do whatever. Sure. It's a. We are rules. taking. <laughs> yeah, and we are taking it a different you know, direction. It's it's going to be a classic shooter game. Mm-hmm.
1: It kind of reminded me of a uh, Dementium. I don't know if you ever played that on DS. Do you remember oh, yeah. those games? Where you, where you're in the oh, yeah. you're in like the mental hospital and and you have to break out and there's the monsters and stuff. I, always, I love those games like Dementium one and
2: two. Yeah, it's, were both it's, great. It's, it's Dementium. It's Sanitarium. It's. A, it's harvester there's a lot of games you know that go there mm-hmm. to the twisted psyche yeah
1: so that i mean that's why i saw that and i was like oh yeah no it's and and in the trailer there's a lot of, it shows a lot of jumping and stuff like that and yeah it look it looks great i mean that's that's a definite buy for me whenever that whenever that comes around as i like, I, like
0: how, I really like how it looks I'm looking
1: at it right now it has a good yeah it has a good art style as well mm-hmm. and uh elderborn as well looks uh kind of reminds me of hexen but like you know, looking better, obviously, because yes. Hexen always kind of looked like crap. But, but you know, that same <laughs> like a uh, mid, mid, you know, like mid, like a medieval shooter, but it's more based around like melee weapons and stuff like that. From what I, yeah, it's melee could only. You, yeah. you
2: don't get to shoot things, actually. Well, yeah. no, sorry, you can actually rip the head of your enemy and throw it at, his, at another an- enemy, and that's as close as you that's get to shooting projectiles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice.
1: <laughs> yeah, and kinda... it's
2: devastating.
1: It kind of reminded me of like the Doom, like Doom twenty sixteen, like that, like that style of game, which I know was was a feat to get on Switch in the first place. So, might oh, be yeah. a little difficult to get there. But I mean, it was. I, I think there's definitely an audience for games like this on the Switch. Like that's one thing that's great about it is, you know, it's,
2: it's yeah. It's, well, you know, yeah. the, the the game that I think I put the most time on my Switch, uh, apart from uh, Breath of the Wild. Uh, because you know that's a beast, and it can take as much time as you can, as you are willing to put in it. Uh, the second uh, most played game for me is uh, actually Dark Souls. Oh, there because you go. Dark Souls is as much replayable as you want it to be, and and you can just sink so many hours into it. And the Switch port, which by the way also was made in Poland, nice. Yeah, it's a very good port. It's, it's like for me. Having Dark Souls on the go, it's it's a definitive edition.
1: Have you played uh, Have you played Liberation on your Switch yet? No, no it's it's no, a it's, yet. it's like a it's a 2D game. You know, like there's some like uh, stealth stuff in it. But I was just thinking uh, that's another developer that we talked to from Poland that that made that and yeah. Also, also the werewolf game that's on
2: there they, um, they did as well. The... incidentally, the art <laughs> director of right. Liberation after he finished that game came to work with us and oh, okay. made crossbow blood night with us awesome
1: yeah no that's that's great yeah that's so cool you guys are connected yeah no liberation was a lot so poland, of fun
2: poland is, is amazing in that way it's it's really like this you know the steaming hot pot of uh, game dev and a couple hundred of studios mm. uh, most of them very small and and not really worth your while but the ambition is there and, and the ideas are there. And and there are more and more good games coming from Poland and more and more of them are coming to Switch. Uh, for better than worse, because I know that, you know, my friends at Cubic games are, you know, the bane of, of eShop because they are spamming with all those, you know, little shovelware titles. They are yeah. always on the top. You see a new game and, and you're like, Oh, this looks interesting. Oh, oh, it's a Cubic game. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, not to mention their logo is a bit of a ripoff of the GameCube logo. It
1: looks like it, right?
2: It has always been. They started, you know, uh, they started doing uh, Nintendo games around GameCube era, and they were the first developer in Poland to develop for the DS also. So they've been there for a while, and and now they, you know, found their way to to, to Nintendo Switch, and they're trying to own uh, yeah. the eShop. <laughs>
1: They, they. I mean, they. They got a lot of stuff on there. I, I feel like I have. I'm sure yeah. I have a couple of their games. Some of it's very good, actually. Yeah. yeah, there's some stuff on there that's, that's all right.
3: So you said that there's many developers uh, springing up in Poland. Is it kind of like a central location, or is it all
2: throughout? What would you say? Well, of course, the the capital city of Warsaw has the most studios mm-hmm. and the largest ones. Well, that's where ones. Uh,
0: the big the big one is. Well, the one the one everyone would know.
2: Uh, yeah, well. I, I used to work there. I oh, did you? It. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah.
0: We don't even have to mention their name.
2: Yeah, I'm. I'm actually very sorry for them right now because they mm-hmm. they got hacked recently and and yeah, it's never a good thing. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm sure that they they will bounce back as they usually do. They will fire some people to <laughs> mm. to you know uh, to make an and smith, but they will and they will come back. But there are really a lot of other interesting studios in in in, in Warsaw, like Flying Wild hope who made Shadow Warrior, and there's Techland in Krakow, there's Bloober Team, and those are only the bigger names. So so yeah, a lot of studios throughout the, throughout Poland, but but the focal point of the industry is in Warsaw.
1: Awesome, yeah. There's a whole uh, there's just a whole lot of games, uh, and a whole lot of developers coming from there, which from what you're saying, definitely. To look to look out for. So so you said so Eki is Eki's is the next thing, right, that you guys are publishing. And then, yeah, and it's, then possibly it's,
2: it's, it's almost ready.
1: Okay. So it I mean, do you have a do you have a date like the for when we can expect it?
2: We are aiming for the end of March. Okay. Because it's still a long process to, you know, have it certified via Nintendo and, and, and all sorts of things and we still need to prepare for the launch. Uh, but we should make it by the end of March. Awesome.
1: And uh, postal's still kinda out there, you know, you don't really know like when when you think that'll come around?
2: We are aiming for the end of the year, the beginning of the next. And yeah, I don't think there's a chance that we should miss that day. And it's and it's we not, are actually yeah. in a few days or maybe I don't know, week or two, three week stops we are going to show the actual gameplay from the game.
1: Awesome. Great. Yeah, very cool. What's well, it been
3: like working with a property like that that people know, you know, been around for what, twenty years or something like that? Um, like working with the fan base. And how, can you talk a little bit about that, working with a known property?
2: Oh, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing because the postal people running with scissors, they're not your standard game that studios. They're, they're the wizards. They're the ID software, it software era hmm. kind of people. So we really look up to them. <laughs> and, and for the most part, most of the feedback we get from them is so... F- Fucking immature, <laughs> yeah. And and they're they're never serious, like never serious. And and that's that's what that they're exactly as you would expect from a death like running with scissors. And it's an amazing experience. But every now and then, when we actually need some constructive feedback, we always get it. And the fan base of Postal, well, for a game that really you know markets itself as the worst. Game in history of gaming. <laughs> and the most brutal and the one that really breaks all the rules. Uh, and, and that's, you know, that's become an outlet for all the psychos and gaming. <laughs> that's like the coolest fan base you can get. Like people playing postal or, you know, the, 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 the ones to, you know, tell you the most raunchy joke or be, ugh. Just terrible. Like you wouldn't even think uh, that person can have such a dirty mind. <laughs> and it's like the ugly underbelly of humanity when it comes when it comes to, to, the, to the sense of humor. But on the other hand, the fan base is so amazingly supportive, and uh, there are people you know our age mostly. <laughs> so they they've been through the whole. Uh, history of gaming. So they really know their games. They really know their shooters. Uh, so they will, uh, they will get all the Doom references. They will get all the Duke Nukem references. And they have this code, you know, speaking among themselves, which you can instantly see that this game and this, you know, first person shooter culture, if you will, is, is so important to people and And we feel like we've been accepted to be at heart of it, you know, because people have feelings for postal and and that's very understandable. It is a milestone of sorts, you know it it went there and and it came back- victorious it's It's been a staple of you know things that really shouldn't make it to general public, but somehow they do. It's like uh postal is the south park of gaming, I think
1: sure, true, okay. Or the indie, uh, or like, or like trauma, or like you know the, in, the independent uh, gaming stuff. Yeah, and it looks like there's already there is already a Postal game on Switch. Yes, Post, yes Postal yes. That's, postal that's the,
2: that's the first one, actually.
1: Oh yeah, Postal Redux. I didn't even know it's on. Oh. I just I just found it on the eShop. It's a 9.99. More of a top-down isometric shooter, but yeah, because
2: the first Postal game was was actually a top-down shooter. Nice, yeah. That's... And 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 that's a remake. And and surprise, surprise, it's made by uh, our friends at the, another Polish studio. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to... I mean, the Nintendo port. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask you, do you know them? <laughs> uh, not personally, but we know of them. Sure. And and we know some of, you know, people who work there. Yeah, we usually love that, you know, uh, Running With Scissors gets those little sweatshops in Poland to make games for them, and, mm. and we're such a sad sweatshop but the relationship is really much different. Hmm. We get all the creative uh, liberty uh, with possible brain damage, so it is up to us to decide how the game looks, how it plays, what's going to happen to the hero, uh, because we a carte blanche as it's all in his dream. So it's the ultimate, you know, get out of free card for the uh, canon of the game. <laughs> nice. We can do whatever.
1: Yeah, no, it looks it looks like a lot of fun. And like last last year, uh, they I think they were Steam ports, but like two of my favorite games of last year was like uh, Project Warlock and Iron Fury, which were both like first old school first person shooter stuff. So I'm very excited to play yeah, to Project play Warlock,
2: another Polish game. Yes, gosh. yeah, awesome. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you know by, by Jakub Ciswa, our, our great friend. Yeah. We uh, as soon uh, as we can. We are going to uh, cross promote with them uh, because we already did on Steam. We we are going to do that on uh, on Switch as well. Awesome, uh, awesome. Yeah, I. Uh, I, I read... Project Warlock is a great game to, to have on Switch. I, I really recommend it if you if you didn't play it and you really like first curtain shooters that are a little bit simpler, maybe not in the vein of Maybe not in the vein of Wolfenstein 3D, a little bit more complex, but but still very straightforward, and with really kick-ass pixel art graphics. That's that's, that's Project Warlock for you.
1: It's, it was some of the some of the best sprites I've ever seen. Like it was, yeah, it looked great. Like yeah. I, I love Project Warlock was like my number three game of last year, so I, I loved it. It was you like, probably wouldn't was so guess good. that
2: yeah. uh, Jakub was 18 when he started development.
1: Yeah. Oh wow, wow, young. Yeah, I reached, so, I reached so, out to one of the, so to one when, of the guys So when, when Project
2: Warlock came out, it was like around his 20th birthday, I think. Mm. Wow. And when he started doing showcases on indie dev groups in Poland, people would just you know, brush him off because all the mechanics was there, mm. but the graphics wasn't. Yeah. And, and, and it was a very solid game with meh, programmer art graphics and then he uh connected with this amazing pixel artist and and that's how Project Warlock uh became what it is the, with today.
1: David K, right? Is his name the yeah. the pixel artist? Yeah, yeah.
2: I believe so. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah he's cool. I, I reached out to him and he was going to he's going to talk to us but he said he had something else in the future that he wanted to ah. promote later. So I don't know. If you talk to those guys tell them that we'd love to talk to him at some point <laughs> in the yeah. future cuz yeah, Project Warlock was so it qu- was so good. Like I've I've talked so much about it on this show, but everybody should play it. Like, if you had any love for old school PC shooters, it's great. But it looks and it looks it so is. good. And one of and I still think it's the so most so much yeah. content.
2: You know, there's 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 just two, there's there's just, just you know so much value to this game.
1: Oh yeah, there's so much to it, and and there's like different songs for every level, and they change the icons yeah. of the health like for every level set. It's it's so cool. They just put so much into it. I was so impressed. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, definitely, and I, and I can't wait to play, like I was saying, I can't wait to play the postal game. Um, I love to play, I'm, I'm in on all these games, like anything all even if, even if Elderborn doesn't make it to switch, I'll be looking, looking into looking at it. I have a PS4. Like if it comes to that, I can check it out on there. I'd like to check out all of these. And, uh, it's been, it's been a pleasure to talk to you about all this stuff. I'm very excited. And if you ever want to like, you know, promote some stuff in the future, feel, feel free to, to hit me up and, you know, we can, we can always do this again.
2: Thank you, really appreciate it. Yeah, no you know, problem, man. As as a as a small indie, we can always use a little bit of, <laughs> you know, exposure.
1: Yeah, well, I mean we we love we love talking to indie to indie developers regardless. So I mean it's yeah, yeah it's it's always really cool. But yeah, like I said, crossbow blood night, check it out on Switch. I'll put a link to the eShop.
0: Night of the blood.
1: <laughs> check it out on the eShop, I'll put a link to it. All right. And where cool. can people find you? Yeah, yeah, where where can we find you? You guys have a Twitter, right?
2: Yeah, 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 by all means. The, the, the I think Twitter is the best actually.
1: Okay. What is is it just hyper strange? Is is the
2: It's just hyper strange. We're we're hyper strange and everywhere. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, you're you... going to hear much more from us in 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 the future. There are some unannounced projects. There are things that we'll uh, will, you know, push on the you <laughs> Nice. Soon. So yeah, we, we, we really want you know to continue to live this fantasy mm. because, like I said, we, we missed a huge chunk of pop culture in, back in Poland. So, uh, when uh, like Romero and Carmack were you know creating its, its software, we didn't have the chance. So, we are late to the party a little bit, but we want to you know get on the same, uh. Kind of type creating games that 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 they did. So we are bringing back the nineties. We we, we miss the nineties. We we uh, yeah. walk, bring them back.
1: <laughs> I'm I'm into it. I love it. Yeah. No, it's uh, that's some of my yeah. I like playing games that are modeled after that. So this is a you're you're playing right into my wheelhouse now or whatever. That's those those are my games. So I got you got my full support for sure. <laughs> on all, on all of those definitely, and that's uh, and that's at hyper strange on Twitter. I think I think I'm already following exactly. you guys, and I'll post it with this episode whenever I post it on Twitter. I'll, I'll tag you, so should be able to I'm find dead. it and all that. Okay, cool. Th- thank you so much, Wojtek, for joining us. Thank, thank you, you so much.
2: It was a blast. It's great meeting you guys.
1: You as well, man. It's to you, too. We'll uh, talk to you in the future. And uh, crossbow blood knight, check it out on Switch. Thanks for for hanging out with us, man. I'll talk to you later.
2: Thank nice you. Thank you, you very team. much. Thank you. No
4: problem.
0: Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and. Hey, Mario, let go! Whoa,
4: whoa, 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 whoa. He's throwing us back to the show! So long, gay
1: Bowser! Ah! Ah, patreon.com slash Main Podcast! Game over! was really cool i'm so glad he was able to come here and talk to us about not only about developing games but also about playing games in poland it was a nice addition on there so oh yeah I,
0: I didn't know like the history of gaming and how accessible it was to people there and that's crazy to think that he yeah
1: i that's that's cool and we are your hosts i'm trey dusty old handheld johnson
0: hey how's it going dusty i'm jeremy lord of the bongos Mikowski.
1: I'm John, next time knitter. I actually have a funny story in, involving well not involving bongos, but involving that game that I want to say right now before I forget. So I was uh what was it? I was streaming I was streaming something on Thursday, whatever I think it was probably Wrestling Empire or something. And uh I was done no, I, I yeah, I'd just been I had just been finished editing the podcast and then I streamed Wrestling Empire after that but i was done i was done playing and i was just sitting in my in my office here playing uh playing that other game uh phoenix rising and uh and my cat you know my cat likes to sit on the computer sometimes and uh he he sat on my computer and he started the it started streaming and it also he somehow started the streaming program going and also the iTunes music going and it was playing the song that i had at the end of last week's episode which i don't know if you guys heard it but it was the Donkey Konga version of uh, of All Star that I put on there just as a joke. <laughs> so all of a sudden, I started streaming on Twitch All Star because my cat just turned it on. It was just so hilarious. So if you if if you're listening to this, you know, close enough to the time of when it was a re- released, you can still find the 25 second clip of of All Star playing from my cat laying on the computer and seeing like my face and Phoenix Rising. On the TV for a second, and me being like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> and then, so it's still on there. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't uh, delete it from. How do you know so it was so streaming?
0: Like, what? What cued you off to it?
1: Well, well, I mean, I start all of a sudden. I started hearing All Star playing on my computer because <laughs> I was playing because I wasn't paying any attention. I was just playing the game, and then all of a sudden, it's like da da da, da and I'm like, "What?" And then, and then I saw Spooky. <laughs> laying on it and then i was like oh I'm wait that- you're in the room to stop
0: it and it just it didn't just go for the whole song
1: yeah and then I, and then i was like well it, well because i had my game capture program up still and then the and then it said live on the corner and i'm like what and they're like oh i guess i'm live too <laughs> so it was pretty hilarious i don't know how spooky like somehow laid on the computer and was able to like start itunes and game capture at the same time He's he's very talented. Like how he can I don't know how he can <laughs> like start it streaming and, and he also renamed the title to like you know one 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 comma comma asterisk whatever you know. Give, give
0: when me he, a lasagna
1: when he lays on like one one uh, button and it's just like blah, blah, blah. one. T- I think I mentioned it before on the show, but one time he renamed a file and I couldn't figure out what it was because the cat like laid on the computer and renamed the file <laughs> and I can't and I can't I can't open it because it was a. It was a, it was an Audac- protected it. Well, it was <laughs> it, it was an audacity awesome, file. Man. It was an audacity file, and you have to have a data file that matches the name of it. But I couldn't figure out what the name was, so I couldn't I open it. And he basically made it unopenable. But I, eventually, I figured it out just by looking at the time it was opened and all that. But yeah, he's Bane. <laughs> but yeah, that's my that's my bongo related story there. But aside from that, let's do how we normally do on this and talk about games that we've been playing and games that we purchased and whatnot. I've been playing. Uh, so I bought this game called Chasm, which has actually been on my list for a long time because they had an interview on Retronauts way back when uh, Jeremy Parrish talked to the creator of that game. And uh, it was on. It's like it's like twenty bucks or something that regularly, and it was on sale for seven ninety nine. So I jumped in and bought it, and it's great. I highly recommend it to you, Jeremy, if you haven't played it yet. I think it's. I don't know if it's on sale still, but. It's basically it's like the new you know, it's like the new time spinner. It's like it's the okay. game to, to scratch your Symphony of the Night itch. It's very much uh it feels kinda like that game. The I like the graphics a lot. What's really interesting about Chasm though is that it's a rogue it's a roguelite done right, in my opinion. It's a ro it's like a it's like a rogue game, but it doesn't but you don't lose everything when you die. It's it's basically like playing Castlevania. If Castlevania was a different map every time you started a campaign, that's basically how it works. Which is something I haven't really heard of before. Maybe other people have done that, but it's it's like a ten. It's probably like a ten fifteen hour like full game. But uh, whenever you start the game, it, it generates a map. So the map that I'm playing will be different from whatever map you play if you get it, and it's different from every other map that's on the internet. Which I which I didn't even know until I got stuck on at a point on the game. And was trying to, like, find a YouTube video to, to like, where to get to the next thing. And I realized that it's randomly generated and that everybody's map is different. Like, I had no idea because I felt like it was actually designed well. Like, I felt like it was actually created in a way that made sense. Because it's a Metroidvania. You know, there's, like, bosses. There's, like, stuff you unlock that, that lets you go to different areas that you couldn't get to before. But it's somehow all randomly generated. But it feels like it's actually des- was designed a specific way. I don't know. It really... It really impressed me. But it's it's really cool. The the graphics are great, the soundtrack is great. It plays really well. And uh, so is yeah. it
0: uh, you say it's a roguelike. So do you still just have one life to get through it or
1: No, no, you don't. You uh, that's that's what I like about it. You So it's a
0: whole campaign that's based on your map that's established randomly at the beginning.
1: Yeah. it's, it's a okay. it's a whole campaign with a random map when you start the game. But the map doesn't change after that. And there's save points, and you can die as many times as you want, and you come back in the save points. And it's like a statue that you that you save by, like very much like Castlevania. And it's I, I had no idea that it was randomly generated until I got stuck. There's one there's one part that I guess everybody's been stuck on. There's this, uh, it's like a lock pick, you know, where you have to find three numbers. And I'll just tell you now, if anybody does play it, you have you have to fi- you basically have to find uh there's a there's a picture painted on a wall. That has that has like pictures of the things that's in this that's in this code, and it's nowhere near the actual lock, so it's kind of hard to find. And that seemed to be most people's complaint with the game was that was that whole thing because they don't really tell you. Like one of the the, the like professor guy that that you, that you res, that you rescue is that's in there. He tells you to pay attention to the paintings on the walls, but that's all he says, and it doesn't really tell you that that's how you need to find the code for this lock. So, that so was, maybe
0: just screenshot every painting.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, there's only, I mean, there's only a couple of them, but I mean, I didn't, it was, it was kind of far away from where the lock was and I wouldn't have found it, figured it out. And I guess it used to be, cause there's three numbers and it used to be three different rooms that you had to find in the map, but they changed it. Like it got updated to now all the pictures are in one room. Cause I guess people are having a hard time finding all three of the pictures as well. But it's, yeah, it's a, it's very much, it's very much Castlevania Metroid-ish game with, you know, there's a map and you go from one place to another. And it was just kind of something I just had marked because I, you know, listened to an interview about it and it ended up being a game that I really, really like, that I really like playing. So it's been like my thing that I've been playing lately, I guess. And it just kind of came out of nowhere and it's on sale for seven ninety nine. I highly recommend it. I think it's only on sale for like another day. So I think it's either going to be done today or tomorrow. I think it only went to like the 11th, but that was that was my that was like my one of probably one of my favorite things of the week. Also, I played the Summer Catchers demo. I just found out there was a demo for that. It's it's like an endless runner kind of where you're on like the snowmobile and you're going like through, I don't know. I really like the art style of it. It looked it looked very indie and whatever. It kind of reminds me of I don't know if it's the same developer, but it reminds me of uh, Jetpack Joyride. Do you remember those games? That game, on, oh right, on, on the, the, phone. the phone game. Yeah, I actually yeah, played.
3: Was, I played that for a while.
1: Yeah. I actually beat that game. I played it. Uh, there are only two games I beat on my phone. It was uh, Plants vs Zombies and Jetpack Joyride. Those are the only two games I actually went it All the sounds way sounds familiar
0: to me now. It was a phone game, but yeah, was it on
1: Android? It probably was. It Pretty was sure it was. Games. It was. It
3: was like one of the big phone games. I mean, it was on everything. Yeah. I think
1: it was on 3ds was, even. I, I know it was on PlayStation Three. Like I have it on there that a, too. Yeah,
3: There was a, a, a time where I was going in periodically to game test for this company here in LA that uh, they make uh gamified slot machines. And so they would essentially take popular phone games and find a way to turn them into gambling machines. Sure. And then,
1: so <laughs> I was playing that one. I did that like five times, five, six times. So, sounds sounds like just Konami. Jetpack Joyride. As I say, it sounds, sounds like Konami's uh their model right now for their business, take popular video game series and turn them into uh, pachinko machines. Pachinko, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a similar thing. Probably learned that. I remember from
0: Jetpack Joyride. I don't think I played it that
1: yeah. much though. It's it's not really. I mean, it, you don't have a jetpack or anything. It just reminds me of that game, I guess, because it's addictive and I just keep playing. And and I and I haven't really ran into the end of the demo yet. But I don't know. I think that one's on sale for like five dollars too. I don't know if I'll end up buying the whole thing, but there's a demo available for it right now. You can play around with it if you want. It's, uh, you basically, you pick like one of three or four things to do while you're on this, uh, snowmobile thing. And you're trying to, you're trying to find summer. You're basically trying to leave this, this, uh, this winter place and find the sun and find like a, a place with no snow. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it, uh, resonated with me because, you know, we're all trying to find our own summer and this, uh in this quarantine I try to find, I don't know this, I guess maybe just this endless, this process, repetitive process of trying to get out of something you can't get out of, I guess kind of worked for me. Like, like Jeremy was saying about a uh, Hades, you know, and, and hell mm-hmm. and all that stuff. But I played that. I also bought football frenzy. It was on sale. It's an arcade game. It basically plays exactly like you thought it would an SNK football game. It was one of those impulse buys, you know, there was like a game that people watched over the week that had to do with football, that it was like, I don't know, I was like, oh, I'll buy because I don't really have any football games on the Switch, aside from that one, the Mutant League football. But, you know, I never played the SNK one. It was on sale for $3.99, so I got that. But I also I also picked up, uh, just because, I don't know why, I ended up picking up the, the Turrican flashback collection, because I watched a trailer of it, and the music was, I really, really liked the music. That's actually the main reason that I got it. Because I really wanted to play, play the music on there, and it also kind of reminded me of the old Super Star Wars games. Because they're, it's, it's kind of like a mixture of uh, like Contra with platforming. So you shoot a lot of stuff, but there's also like full levels. It's not, you know, where plat- uh, Contra is kind of like more like a straight line. This is more about platforming and, and walking through the area. And I played, I played all the all the different games on stream last night, and I think my favorite ones are the Genesis and the Super Nintendo one. Like I think it's definitely worth it for for Mega Turrican and uh, Super Turrican. I think both those games are really good that are on there. The other, the other two, uh, the Amiga ones are, they're, they're fine. I mean, they're totally playable. It's just, I found myself getting lost pretty easily on those, but the Super Nintendo and the Genesis ones are really good. It is kind of high for, you know, for $30 for what it is, but I was just more, I was really interested in the soundtrack and I feel like I've heard a lot about Turrican over the years and, you know i like factor 5 so i was like you know what fuck it so i went so i went for it i got that and i also probably my weirdest purchase of the week but not that weird i was uh, <laughs> because because uh ease 9 like released like last week on playstation 4 i made a i decided to do like a, a playlist like an ease dedication playlist for uh for the stream on saturday and i just went through and downloaded like every soundtrack to every ease game and i and i had really had this yeah, I really wanted to buy an Ease game. And I you know, I'm not gonna buy nine because nine's coming to Switch. I'll just wait. Even though I found out it's not coming out till June, which sucks. It's gonna it's gonna be a long time to wait, but I ended up buying Ease seven for my PlayStation Portable. My dusty old handheld here. <laughs> so mm-hmm. uh it was it, it's actually one of the I mean, those were the cheapest ones to get if you wanted to get a cheap Ease game. You could you could buy it for fourteen ninety nine. So I bought I bought a Ease seven for fourteen ninety nine for PSP. Such a weird system. I haven't played it in a while. So I don't the know.
3: Online shop is still up and running on that.
1: Uh, I actually can't get online with this because of because the router that I have is like <laughs> too new. But I wasn't able to get online with my PSP for years. This actually happened a long time ago. So
0: you just download on the PS4 and the, or the three,
1: the three. I down you download it on the PS3 and then you transfer it to the PS3 Got to it. the okay. PSP through the PS3. So you can still do that. You can still buy PlayStation Portable games through that. I, uh, yeah, I wasn't able to get on, like, for some reason I, it's, I couldn't get online with this thing since, I don't know, 2013 or something like that. It was a long time when all of a sudden it just wouldn't connect with whatever router we had because the, because the internet was ancient on it, but yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird system. And just because, uh, because I bought a PSP game for it and just because, uh, I'm curious, I bought the, uh. I bought a PSP TV AV cable because there's actually, you can hook it into the bottom of your thing and play it through the TV. So I ordered one of those It's fucking cheap. It was like $5. You can still buy them new on eBay. So I bought, so I bought one whenever that gets here, I'll stream some of the ease e seven on there. But is there a way you can connect your, what's the pro controller you have? What do you mean? Like with, like
4: if you I get, can, can play, you
3: connect the controller to your PSP some way, uh, the, so you can the, use a regular controller rather
1: than holding onto the handheld. while It's attached to your TV. Yeah, that, that's what that's what I'm wondering about. Like, that, that's what I'm curious because it. From what I heard, I think you might have to still play with the handle, but it's attached to your TV, which seems really weird. But I'm just going to attach it to my Elgato, which is closer, and just play it and just play it on the stream because if I attach it to that, it'll go to the TV because they're all connected. But um, but yeah, I don't know. It's going to be weird. I thought there was a way that you could. Make it work where you could still use a PlayStation 3 controller, but I don't know. I'd actually prefer to use a regular controller because the PSP is fucking tiny, man. And this little, this little like nub thing here is not great for, uh, for using, for trying to use analog control. I don't know. It feels so small compared to, compared to the Switch, but I wanted to get another one of the numbered E's games and that was the cheapest one. And E7 is only on PSP. It's a PSP only game. I can't believe that. That's so weird. That, it that like, a mainline Ease game was a PSP exclusive. What a time that was. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that was where. There's, like, a couple of them. I mean, well, there's the mainline one, and there's also another spinoff one. I think, like, Memories of Socleta and, uh. What is it? Something of Felgana? Oath of Felgana? Those are all, like, PSP only games. Which I'm like. Well, Socleta well, actually got re released for PS4, so you can play it on that now. But it's just. It's just a weird rabbit hole I fell into, I guess. That I wanted to get another ease game, and I've been playing. I, I made it through. I, I beat the first boss on the, in the first mission of it. So I've only played it for a few hours, but it's it's, it's a trip playing uh, playing the PSP again.
0: How's the screen on it? Is it pretty bright? It's fine. It still, it still looks good.
1: I mean, it's that was its big thing at the time was that the screen was much better than the Nintendo DS was,
4: mm-hmm.
1: and it had and it had more. Online options as well. It had a better online system, I remember that. But, yeah, I mean, it looks fine. I mean, it doesn't look it doesn't look as good as, like, the... It, it definitely doesn't Which, look as good as the Switch. No no way at all. But uh, it's... Uh, I would say maybe even it looks a little bit less than the 3DS at times. But I haven't played my 3DS in a while. I don't know. But, I mean, it, it's bright. You know, it looks... Uh, you know, it's... Uh, I don't know if you can really tell from there. But it's, you know, it looks like... It's full. It's fully 3D. It plays pretty much exactly like Ease Eight does on the Switch, but handheld. So it's very familiar. I got a, I got Adol and uh, oh, that was <laughs> that was going to be my nickname. I completely forgot it. My nickname was going to be all Addict. Was was what I going to call myself because I bought another game with Adol with Adol and Doggy in there. But it's fine.
0: You can be an Adol addict.
1: Yeah. So yeah, it's nice to play another Ease game. Is the moral of the story. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it'll be fun I mean I'll stream it at twitch.tv slash Main podcast so whenever I get my hookup for for the PSP I'm gonna put it on the TV and totally stream that shit, and it's gonna be funny so I also I also ordered a new webcam so hopefully I can do better green screen stuff because I was having such a hard time trying to get it to work with my old with my crappy webcam that I bought like 10 years ago and when I bought it then it was already like 10 years old so I just bought a nicer one and it was less than twenty dollars it wasn't even expensive like getting just but I got like an actual HD one so hopefully I can make it look better
0: oh that's like a huge difference like when I first plugged Shauna's in after using my crappy one I was like that is like the, one of the nicest cameras I've ever seen and then I like realized it was just that jump from
1: it's just an HD what one. I had <laughs> yeah.
0: to HD is just that big
1: I, I, I noticed quality. that like because the quality is so bad on the other one that I have. Like I have a hard time making the green screen work because there will still be like these little pixels like floating around, mm-hmm. and I think that's because of the quality of the camera. So maybe I can make it look better because I can make it look fine through the computer, but not through the, not through the actual webcam. So if you if anybody watches my Turrican stream that I did last night, I I, I very I slowly like fade into the background because I can't get a because <laughs> I can't get the green screen to work. So eventually yeah, like I can't Homer, even
0: Homer back into the bushes
1: kind of i kind of felt more like i was uh i don't know like i'm stuck in another dimension or something i'm i'm like that i'm like that uh that head from evil dead 2 where they go in that room and the guy's trying to communicate to them from the dead i kind of felt more like that <laughs> than than homer than than homer in the bushes cuz Cause cause, cause i was trying to make it to where the green stuff would disappear but in order to make it do that i started to disappear as well So it was like, and towards the end there, you could barely even see me. So I just ended up just turning it off, but, but yeah, but that's my stuff that I have for the week.
0: Cool. Well, uh, I still continue to chip away at cyber shadow. Um, I'm still stuck on the same boss I was last week, but I'm getting further. Like I got really close to beating it. So I know I'm finally getting into the rhythm of what I need to do, but it's really hard. I think unless I'm missing some gameplay mechanic, uh, completely like it's just really hard so I, I don't know like I've kind of just figured out it's all about like knowing the patterns and being in the right place to dodge things at the right time and in the meantime it being aware of the projectiles and stuff that are around you because the items that seem like they're there to help you also hurt you and I keep thinking they're like passive items and then I bump into them so these like platforms that you like shoot and then they you stand on them but they also hurt you
1: oh weird that, that sounds so, yeah. annoying.
4: It's I,
0: really hard.
1: <laughs> I, I wanted to try to get to wherever you were stuck at so I could, you know, feel feel, feel the me. feel the pain. Yeah. I just didn't get around to it. I got, I got distracted by all these other games. So, But it's still, I mean, I'm still planning on playing it. I just ended up buying like four other games because
0: I don't know. Yeah, I've made literally no more progress, but in my head I have because I, I got closer. I, I got the enemy down to where I probably would have beaten it if I wouldn't have, like, I don't know. I made a dumb mistake and I got hit. Otherwise, I would have won that time.
1: Oh, I'm sure that was incredibly frustrating. Eh, who's my fault.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then I turned it off and I've played it a few times since, but that's the closest I've got. Uh, otherwise, this week, playing a lot of Donkey Konga 2. Uh, that's the one that I have. The first one may be arriving at my house. It may actually be outside at this point. I need to actually go out there and check because it's supposed to be delivered today. Um, I ended up getting it through a different vendor, so the whole drama of not knowing what happened with the last one uh, is mostly resolved. I'm just trying to get a refund, but I ordered a separate one from the same person I bought the the other one off of. So
1: oh, so you ordered, it. So you ordered two Donkey Kongo ones because the other right? One but I I'm lost? in
0: the process of getting the first one refunded. It just takes a little while.
1: That's oh, process weird. So so it's like the same situation as the Hades shirt. It's a f-
0: No, because that got resolved by the company. Oh, yeah. This time around, it's like the seller on eBay, and I've never had this happen before, where they just have not responded at all. They haven't updated anything about the transaction or anything. Like They're just like, it's like they don't even know what happened that I bought something. So I've reached out a few times, and I followed the protocol for eBay, and they say, you know, give it at least this many times since the time you reach out about it and then you can formally file something, but they actually give them another 72 hours and that's, well, set three business days technically. So it could be more than 72. So it's two periods of that. And then eBay starts refunding your money or whatever. So it's a, it's a whole process, but whatever. Yeah. It that, seems like it's getting taken care
1: of. I mean, I've had it happen before where it takes a few days for them to respond to me, but than they do. But I think a lot of times I always figured it was like during a holiday or something like, and I figured I give them the, this benefit is weird. Of the this is weird. I feel like, do. I don't know if something's
0: yeah. up or what, because they've had their, their accounts been around for a really long time and they've got like universally good feedbacks. So yeah. I think something must be up and I was just hoping eBay would just take care of it. And I'm just going to like, you know, I'm not going to make a big deal out of it as long as I get a refund. Sure. But anyway, uh so I'm looking forward to playing that and also being able to play two player simultaneous because we've just been taking turns, clearing the you know, trying to eat the the hundred percent or whatever they call it, the perfect mm-hmm. in each of the in each of the songs on each difficulty level. And we haven't gotten it we almost have all of them on monkey and then chimps the second level, and that's the one where it's already getting pretty hard. Yeah. And the game's pretty tough. You have to really pick up on whatever the rhythm is that they're having you play and sometimes it doesn't seem really intuitive but once you play it a few times it starts to make more sense i guess so i sort of feel like i'm playing real drums sometimes even if it's just (laughs) two little things i'm hitting yeah it's pretty fun
1: well i have i have a i have a couple drum sets here if you ever decide that you want one for like rock band or something
0: (laughs) Oh right, those actual those big ones. Yeah,
1: if you that. feel like you want to upgrade to a real drum set, I have a couple of them here. That, it's that more I, just I don't, don't
0: know. I think I it's been a long time since I've played a, a music game. Yeah. And I really love music games, so it's just nice to have one to play. So I've been playing that a lot actually, almost every day for a little bit.
1: Did you have you have you, yeah. have you tried Taiko yet with it?
0: No, I haven't actually. I you to should.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's better songs on there. And Donkey Konga too. Oh even, right! Even though a lot of them are anime intros, but there is like there's Splatoon is on there. There's there's some like recognizable stuff of Nintendo. The soundtrack
0: on two is terrible. I mean, yes. whatever. Though so it's it's it does a the job. There's a few pretty good ones on there, I would say, but most of it's music I would have rather forgotten about at this point in my life.
1: All stars uh, on there. <laughs> that, yeah, that, I mean that's
0: it's cool. Just, <laughs> it's so saturated. It's so good your cat wanted to play it. And it's not even...
1: It's funny, yeah, because you were talking... I put it on there at the ending because you were talking about it, and it's not even the same band, but it's... And it's not even the whole song, either. It's like a minute of the song. So it's like, okay.
0: (laughs) That's the band, and I talked about it, I think it was last time we had... um, Well, last time we had Smashing Theory on, we were talking about this, but... You know, uh, Smash Mouth actually got, like, had some uh, uh, infamy for playing here in my town where I live at our Sweet Corn Festival and the dude basically just like looked like he was about to pass out during All-Star. Like he didn't even get like halfway into the song before he couldn't finish it. So that was like their encore and then he decided to like be taken off stage and <laughs> there was rumors that he was in an ambulance. I don't think that really happened but the theory is just that he got overheated. It was really hot and maybe he was kind of drunk but he didn't like it just like blew up on the internet because everybody was like, "Is he? Is he gonna die?" You know, like everyone. I thought remember that. Was, uh, yeah, uh, I think he just got overheated, but yeah, that happened right here in my hometown. And All Star just—it's—it penetrates every aspect of my life. I would say <laughs> it kind of sucks.
1: It
3: was also in the in the, the song script. Tends to pop up at the most interrupted moments. You know?
1: <laughs> yeah. Also, it's like the ending credits of every 90s movie. There was like one year where every. Everything had it at the end.
3: Yeah. Well, it, it broke around like Shrek because I remember Shrek, it was like Shrek the game. Shrek song. So yeah, it was I like two thousand one.
1: I think it was actually written for Mystery Men though, for the Mystery Men soundtrack. Was it? Yeah, originally.
0: It's on Mystery Men in
1: nineteen ninety nine. Oh yeah, it's in the ending credits of Mystery Men but I thought it was made for that movie. Like that was the first time it was used, but then it was used in a bunch of other stuff after that as well.
0: I must've blocked that out. I don't remember that being it, but I guess it's the credits. You don't always.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's there. Trust me. I have it on DVD and VHS.
0: Well, I love that movie.
1: The movie's great. Yeah.
0: I but guess it, Shrek's <laughs>
1: pretty good too.
0: I'll give Shrek some credit. Yeah. I've, otherwise I just watched Shrek on repeat all week. No, I, uh,
1: <laughs>
0: Torture. I've been playing te- Tetris 99 still. That's great. Great fun. Love the controller. Uh, haven't done as well as I did last week, but I got to, I think, 12th was the best place I got this week. Um, I did buy a game. I actually just bought it a few minutes ago, and I haven't played it yet, but I did buy Crossbow Blood Knight. There you go. Because I want to give that a try. So, yeah, I got it. I've been playing Warrior Wear Twisted quite a bit because we talked about it on the on our last uh, Patreon episode
1: yeah and that's available right now for anybody who wants to donate to the show you get instant access to that episode among many others there's over 30 on there so check it out i've just
0: had my game boy sitting on my uh my custom game boy sitting on my uh desktop or on my on my desk so i just pick it up and play it a few minutes here and there but it's so fun
1: I was yeah, like I, I was like so where's right. my I was like where's my twist and I'm like oh it's it's right here. It's on my box shelf. It's like right here. I could I could play it too.
0: I think it's over time I'm realizing it's probably one of my favorite games of all time.
1: It's good. Um, it's it's really good. I remember it was it might have been like towards the beginning of our podcast, like you had just bought it and you were playing it again, and I remember I started playing it again and it's still just as good as it was when it came out. Like I still think it's really, really good.
0: It's hilarious, too. It's I probably know, the best the it, humor it, holds up.
1: It has to be the best WarioWare there is. I mean, aside from I have a soft spot in my heart for Smooth Moves just because I had so much fun with that one on Wii.
3: That one's still expensive. Every time I find it, it's like 35 bucks at least. You can't find that for cheap. Oh, really? Yeah. Yep.
1: Do I mean, so well, Smooth pretty- Moves have
0: the full game in it, or was that just the one on GameCube?
1: Uh, game, Yeah, the GameCube one had like the full Game Boy game on it, okay. and you could also play it on-, on the Game Boy through the GameCube, but but that one had, uh, that one had multiplayer also. But Smooth Moves mm. had a multiplayer. Smooth Moves was that was a,
0: the one where I had you do the funny stuff with the Joy-Con.
1: Yeah, that, w- that was that uh,
0: was the Wiimote.
1: Yeah, that that was its own game. Smooth Moves was. It didn't really have any. It, everything that was made for that was made specifically for that game, so it was brand new, and it was really cool because it was multiplayer, but you only needed one remote. And at the time, where you could not find remotes anywhere, it was perfect. Like I felt like it just. Landed exactly where it needed to. It's like here's a multiplayer game. There were like fifteen person, multi- fifteen person games in there with one remote. I'm like, that's so cool because I couldn't afford another remote, and they were, and you couldn't find them anywhere when it came out. So it was just the perfect game to come out at the very beginning of the Wii. Like that's why I got so much mileage out of it. And it was, yeah. And I think I bought it. Oh well, they had it. You can buy it for Wii U digitally. I know that. So if you really wanted to play it, you could buy it for like twenty dollars. And without oh, cool. with, without the disc, so I remember being available yeah, through Virtual Console.
0: Now that our Wii is actually in active rotation at the house, because uh,
1: so because of Donkey or no?
0: Uh, well, we're playing that through the through the GameCube because yeah. I have the HD adapter and everything. Yeah. So Sean and I had decided like we were going to try to do like a New Year's resolution to have like a healthier January or whatever, and uh, that didn't work out because we were like wait. stuff's probably gonna get kind of crazy with the political stuff in january so yeah we're probably gonna want to drink we were right so we decided to like start in february instead so that's why i said i was pretending like it was uh it's still january it's like now it's january yeah but uh yeah just committing to kind of a healthier lifestyle and trying to exercise every day and stuff so i know i've said it before but i'm really trying to get back into ring fit um, so I've like, just been playing uh, my custom workout, but I'm thinking about making like a couple other ones too, to kind of ro- like rotate between them.
1: Sure. Yeah. It's good to have options. Cause I, I kind of messed up my leg again, which seems like I'd say this a lot, but there's, there's something weird that's going on with my leg where it feels like it's almost cramped. So I'm having kind of a hard time moving it. So I, all so I alter my workout whenever that happens. And that's, and that's what I did yesterday. Cause I've still been doing, cause we've still been working out twice a week. And we were actually going to try to push it to three times a week this week, so I don't know. There's still a lot of the week left, so we might still you be able don't to want do to that. Push
0: your leg, if it's hurting you,
1: yeah. But I, but sense. I couldn't really do I couldn't really do any of the ab stuff that I normally do because it's a, a lot of that's leg as well. It was just my leg just hurt too much, so I just did I, I just did like back and shoulder and and and, armors and arm stuff for for that. So it's good to be able to move around and have different stuff on there for you. And like I said before, don't don't try to do it every day just off the bat because it's not going to work. You have to do, you got to start small. Like say you'll do it once a week and then do that for a while and then do it two times a week and then do that for a while. I'm
0: committing to yeah, like twice a week. Build on it, yeah. But I'm still going to try to every day if I can. So like on days I have off, like today, you know I'm going to do it after we're done recording. Um, And yesterday I did it like maybe like 30 minutes after I woke up, but uh, just trying to like be a little healthier this month and kind of keep, I'm going to keep a little journal and see how I feel versus, you know, how I, maybe I normally feel Sure. And see what kind of differences it makes. And it's just a little thing to like get the year started off on a better foot, maybe than usual. So yeah, trying to play ring fit, but that being said, that's one of the reasons, you know, the switch will always be in rotation right now because that's the best console right now, in my opinion you know for current games but um then we also have the gamecube for donkey konga then we also have the the wii the wii u specifically running for just dance because that's how shauna works out and she works out with just dance and uses uh like leg weights to give extra resistance
4: yeah
1: that that's on sale again too i saw saw just dance 20 and 20 and 21 are both on sale again for 29.99 I think Switch. we're going to look into so, it
0: eventually um that, that if she ever gets tired of the songs she has. I think she has two or three versions for the Wii.
1: Yeah, and I think you can buy all of the songs for for that one too. I don't know how it works. I mean, don't ask me. I'm I not an know. expert. But I think I think you might even be able to do like a monthly service or something where you get access to all of them. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't that really That does know. exist. Yeah, I don't I don't really know. It's uh but they are on sale right now in case you we're feeling the need to have more just dance why 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 stop at march 7th though are you gonna get to uh, that? <laughs> it's
0: it's just like let's do it for a month you know like it's a resolution kind of thing and and there's no reason to stop on march 7th it's just like I, i'm just finally setting a goal you know and there's an end in sight and that makes it a more realistic goal for me
3: <laughs> and then i'm gonna do this forever yeah makes right. more sense Right. And bite I just know, time. I just know how I am because I, do like, it for two I have a really
0: hard time. <laughs> Three I have a really hard time, like with the willpower to like commit to health-based things. So sure. No, 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 although, although this this will be one year since the last time I had a cigarette. Sometime this month. Oh, there you go. Will oh, be the last and I also haven't vaped uh, tobacco or anything nicotine-based since then either. So
1: yeah. Oh, you me. you quit both at the same time. You're brave. I yeah. I, I still vaped. That's what that's what helped me get well, through. Well, the it. thing
0: is, I quitting smoking cigarettes took me about five years of like off and on, getting better and better at it, and then this was officially when I had that last cigarette. I was like, all right, I'm done. And then, well, and then it was like a month later, all the shit started happening in the news with the cro- coronavirus and stuff. So it's like, well, yeah, <laughs> I want to treat my lungs as good as possible from now on. So this will yeah. be even easier. That makes sense. And so I think not having. You know, not being able to go to bars and stuff, it's probably helped as well. Uh-huh. That's where sure. I did most of my smoking standing outside. But yeah, so yeah, just I guess that's an example of something where I had a I had a goal of making it to a year. And I did. So this this is for me is just like as far as exercise and stuff. I'm just gonna do a month for now. And that's the way we're doing it. Um, oh, and then the fourth console is uh the Game Boy Advance, of course. I mentioned that already. Uh, I thought I'd mention this just cause I remember talking about this device I bought on the show and I'm looking at on Amazon when I bought it, I bought it on February 25th, 2019th. So nearly two years ago, I bought the Elgato stream deck mini, which is this little toggle switch device that you can make custom buttons. And I guess when you're streaming, you can like switch to your like away screen or, you know, you can. Yeah. Just do a bunch of stuff with it.
1: You can put whatever you want on there, right, for the buds. I actually thought about getting one of those, but they're they're still too expensive for, like, the amount mm-hmm. of times that I would use it. That's, like, why I didn't really get it. But
0: I think I bought it, and it may have been Wario 64, but it went on sale for, yeah. like, 60 instead of it being 80 or I can't remember. It was, like, a pretty significant price drop, and I just kind of impulsively bought it, thinking, I'll figure out a use for this. And I've had it for two years, and I've barely used it, but... I actually figured out a cool use for it last night when I was like sitting around, I was in my off or I was in the living room with on my laptop and I was trying to edit episode two of the podcast I do with Shauna, which is still coming along kind of slowly. But I was like, what's one way I can make like, could I make this like a little easier on me? Because when I have my laptop sitting there, I don't want to be like leaned over it using the keyboard to edit and like the mouse. And I have an actual mouse, but like, I don't know, I'm still like uncomfortable at that height, maintaining that position for a long time. I was like, what if I could like lean back and just have the few keys that I use in my hands and I could just have my mouse here and I totally put like delete and uh, I just put like hotkeys for for um Audacity? Audacity, there we go. Yeah. I put just hotkeys for audacity in it and it's awesome. I like can literally just like select something delete or I can uh, undo if I mess up or whatever and Uh, it's uh, it's an interest oh i have like play and pause on there so i can like play it and then Mm -hmm. pause it highlight it hit the delete button yeah play again and so i actually got into a really good rhythm with it last night and i was just like holding it in my hand like a
1: game controller and
0: i don't know it's really cool um i finally found a use for that thing two years (laughs) later i never thought about not at all what it's supposed to be used for
1: never thought using it to edit but hey you know i mean yeah, just thinking, you could use it as a controller, too. Like, just thinking of that, I was like, you could play a game with it, too, if you want to. You could. To. If you I'm could have gonna it, play around with it, because it's you
0: literally, it do whatever, yeah. 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 You just put a hotkey on it, and you can customize the uh, icon, because it's got a little screen behind the button. And you can make a custom controller for a game, if you wanted. Yeah. Something, something simple. I mean, you wouldn't want anything with directional input that was based on timing or anything, because the buttons aren't meant for gaming, but. They do work well in that, for what I was trying it with. So, yeah, if you ever get one,
1: I mean, you could probably play Dark Souls with it. You know, you can. Could, could <laughs> oh <play> man, it. <laughs> if, I wonder if someone's done that yet. <laughs> you could play it in Dark Souls with anything. So
0: I'm looking that up.
1: Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, that's a, the first thing I was thinking. I was like, oh, I could play like I don't know. You could play an RPG with it. Like they're pretty. Uh-huh. You don't really need to be like, you know, it doesn't need to be like a certain. You know it's not like playing the one Mario I have is a is t- of, yeah. Yeah, the
0: one I have is a mini and it has six buttons so you could do an NES game.
1: You could. Yeah, I was, I was like that's what I was thinking I was like you could play I was like you could play like Knights of the Old Republic on it or something maybe. I don't know. That's the only thing I ever think of cuz that's the only game that I really have on my computer that I just want to that I never played all the way through but I always wanted to. I'm waiting for it to come a Switch, damn it. I don't know why it hasn't come out yet. It's so easy. They put it on fucking iPad. Come on, dude. Put it on Switch.
0: But, yeah, that's been pretty much it this week. And next week I'll have more to say about Donkey Konga, I hope.
1: Yeah, hopefully you actually get it. That's weird that it was, yeah, that that you had to buy it a second time. Thankfully there was another one that had it that wasn't, like, more expensive or anything.
0: Well, yeah, and like I said, I didn't even notice it was the same seller until after it had been shipped. But the first seller that sent two, like, it came all the way from California. And it got here in, like, four days with free shipping or whatever, so. I was like, I selected that person again, and then once I saw that they actually sent me a message, being like, "Hey, I uh, I just shipped it off." You know, like that added personal touch of sending you a message was really nice after the last experience.
1: For sure, yeah.
3: Do you want to talk about Bob's Fireflower Spaghetti? Uh
0: oh, I was going to say that. Yeah. Um, so there, I was watching the uh, video John posted on our Slack where somebody was giving a tour of super nintendo world and they had gone to the cafe and that was like the part that i thought was the most interesting seeing all the different food and uh and the actual menu <laughs> and uh i saw on there there was a fireflower spaghetti and when i saw that i immediately was like where have i heard that before yeah and i realized in my uh super mario maker 2 level that i made bob's spicy meal i say in the description that he was he had eaten too much fireflower lasagna.
1: Oh, like oh, that's so, so close, close to what yeah. I said. Did Sue them. Were
0: they inspired by Bob's spicy meal?
1: Sue those fuckers.
0: But yeah, so a... I would say yeah, Bob's fireflower spaghetti. Maybe that would be the sequel if I ever made another Bob's spicy meal because he does like that spicy pasta. Although in the video, <laughs> the guy said that it just tasted like regular spaghetti.
1: Oh yeah, probably it
0: had like fake they, it like little crisp cheese fire flowers a lot of it looks like it's just they print things onto food in some way and then use that as garnish
1: it's it's weird yeah i mean we we had i had a uh, plenty of experience with uh themed cafes in japan and, and like none of them are really good like i don't think anything was actually good at any of them it was it just like cool it's like, oh, here's a. Giant. He seemed to
3: like the food in the video. He seemed mm-hmm. to think it was good quality. In fact, he said of the hamburgers that it was probably the best uh, theme park hamburger he'd ever had.
1: Yeah, because we had some. I don't know. We had some weird, like a uh, some weird themed sandwich in Toon in Toontown and uh, Tokyo Disney, and it was garbage. It was like so awful. <laughs> it's like some of the worst. And I ate, did I it ate... have did
0: it have a dip? You could put it in.
1: Oh, it would have made it better if it would have it would have <laughs> had a dip dipped it it like a, a dip black that, dip that you dip it in. A dip that would have like erased me so I wouldn't have to remember <laughs> the, the how bad it tasted. No, it was like I already I already pretty much hate chicken, but this is like the worst chicken I've ever had, so it was just Dang. disgusting. Yeah. Not a I'm chicken terrible. fan. I just think it's I just think it's the most boring meat ever. That's how I feel about chicken. I'll eat it. I just don't like it. You know. Yeah, <laughs> that's no duck. It's just boring.
0: Uh, I do have a goal though of one day eating at Cafe. I really want to eat there, so that's actually maybe become more my inspiration than any of the rides or the the rest of the place. I th- I think As that, of this moment,
1: I think there might be one. Presentation. Thing, there might be one Looks thing fantastic. on the menu. Maybe there's one thing I can eat on the menu that's just like peas or something. Actually, peas are yeah. kind of not good. I don't know. <laughs> I could I could eat like one piece of meat off of your uh, spaghetti.
0: Well, don't eat too much, or Mario's gonna have to go through you. I will. I wouldn't
1: mind.
3: For me, I've been playing Hitman. And I just crossed 110 hours in Hitman Three. Wow! So yeah, I, I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. Uh, and come to find out, it's actually getting getting updates throughout February, and they have something on the main page when you start the game up now. A little icon, um, or not icon, but it's like a window, like for news for the game, and they say the February. This is the February update. So the suggestion or implication being that they're going to do monthly updates on the game. Yeah. So they're supporting it for sure. Um, There's like new modes, new missions and stuff that kind of rework the levels. Um, I said before the uh, previous episode that I thought the levels are like the stars of the game. Like that's really why you play it. So don't you look at it and you say, Oh, there's only six levels in the game. Don't, don't think like that. It's like totally quality over quantity. Because they're just so—I don't think I've ever played a game where the levels were so replayable, or to where I'm still finding new things uh-huh. uh, on the twelfth, thirteenth, fourteenth playthrough. Yeah, they're just—they're so packed with detail. In fact, detail is like—if I could boil down the game to to one word, that would be it. The details are just like astounding in in these games, where every level just feels alive. Like all the characters feel like they could be. Real people, even like every random NPCs. I'm still hearing random, interesting conversations that have nothing to do with the plot line. And it just makes you think like, oh, that's a real person there. You have to look for the seams in the game. They're not immediately apparent. Like, Hmm. if you want to try and break the game down and see like all the parts are cool, you're going to have to follow this character, this NPC for... Uh, like two or three minutes before you see, okay, that's kind of their loop. They go to the bathroom, they go to, to wash their hands, they go to get some food at the counter, and then they come back. It's not something where you look at it and go, oh, that's just like a canned animation immediately. You have to actually look for the seams, the seams in this game. Uh, are, you, are, you, and, are
1: you following huh? around NPCs, John? Is that what's happening oh, yeah. now?
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Y- you've, got, it's just... <laughs> you've got that much into it where you just want to see Everyone's life, like Majora's Mask style, but it doesn't actually. But you, but That's you don't, cool. but you don't get a mark on your on your notebook for it.
3: Oh uh, no, it's just like I, I want to. Now that I've played the game for so many hours, I want to like see kind of how the sauce is made, right? Sure. So I'm looking for how how it's actually put together, and I'm just impressed by how many different moving parts there are, and you know what kind of time you have to put in to see sort of how the game is actually put together. Because just taking on its own, as you walk into the, the any level it just feels like a living breathing place Mm -hmm. which is something i i can say for only a few games
1: have have you ever thought about uh just for the fun of it like doing like writing like a game fact for it or something just because you know so much information about hitman 3 true like not even you know just as a i mean just for fun like just like a walkthrough text text text-based only walkthrough and put it on game facts if they still take them
3: i don't know if i'd want to do that necessarily like i've thought about doing game reviews
1: and 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 all that, like I don't know, may,
3: maybe I guess this would be a game that would sort of lead me in that direction because I am pretty inspired by it.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, you I play just, you, like, you play it so much, it just yeah. I mean, if you were, I don't know, I, I always thought it'd be something interesting to do is like write a game fact, like an old one, you know, like a '90s style game fact of something. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't know if I could.
4: You if,
0: could do it for Mario sixty four.
1: If if I could do, yeah, it's, I mean it's like when like when we were talking to Janet, like just like trying to figure out how to describe something, like just with no pictures and no videos, like trying to tell somebody to do something. That just seems interesting to me. I don't know. Not, I was just thinking for something that you've studied so much on this. Yeah, you know, it'd be a tough challenge. I mean, I,
3: I, you know, by by training for the last twenty years of doing screenplays and stuff, that's kind of how you're taught to write is just visually, you know laying things out. So I could see how it would be a little bit easier for me since I'm used to it, but it's just like, man, out of this game, it, 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 yeah, it would, it would be interesting. Maybe I would would consider it.
1: I mean, just for, just for the fun of it, you know, I mean, I'm not saying that you have to, it just, just with how much detail you know about this game, it'd be interesting to write something about it, or I don't know. Are you, are you capturing stuff from there? Can you capture stuff from there? Like in, in, well, the, I'm doing, in the like I'm
3: saving videos and stuff on the Switch. Yeah, and yeah. I don't have a capture card. I, I know that. That's and, what
1: I mean. Like 30 second videos yeah. on the Switch.
3: Yeah, I've been doing that habitually. Just anytime something interesting or funny happens, I try to capture it. Mm-hmm. I missed. So there, I, I, I I had some of the funniest dialogue uh, that I've heard so far, and I actually missed recording it just because I was like laughing for too long mm-hmm. afterward. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I should have recorded it. Oh man. But so there was a moment where two guards were approaching me with guns, guns drawn, and I attacked them, right? Uh, guard one says, get him, Steve. I knock Steve out. Guard one says, next time, Steve.
4: <laughs>
3: I thought that was so funny. That's funny. So I found in Hitman 3, I found a weird bug. I think I posted on the Slack. I don't remember if I did or not. But I was walking around. It was like on the, the vineyard level, if you played the game. And I'm down by the entrance to the to the winery and i turn around and there on the screen is like a text box a comment it was a comment box on the game huh. so in the vineyard level at the entrance to the winery i turn around and there's a text box they're just floating on the screen like a comment and it just says oh snap that's it <laughs> <laughs> oh snap it says, it says, oh, snap, There's this random comment box floating on, on the game. There's nothing like this anywhere else in the game. Weird. And so what I was thinking, and I went on some forums because some some other people found it, and they kind of confirmed my thoughts, was I think this is like a dev comment that they accidentally left in the game. Like in, as they're in the middle of developing, and they wanted to write a message to each other or something. Huh. And it's just like, there it is. And it's not like f- fixed a fixed point. It's not like a sign, say, would be like, like if it were actually supposed to be in the game. It's just something that floats around as you turn the camera, and it's, it's you can walk up to it. It'll get a little bit bigger and all that. But you can, or you can be like a mile away. But as long as you're pointing in that direction, you'll see this little comment box floating there that says, "Oh snap!"
1: Weird. Hmm. So it's not connected. To, it's not connected to anything
3: not connected to anything it's not uh you can't shoot at it or interact with it in any way it's like a comment on a document but there it is in the game hmm. so yeah i'm pretty sure this is a total mistake they just accidentally left it in there so you found uh, not, not not game breaking just
1: funny and interesting it's like an easter egg almost but right not intentional
0: i was thinking it'd be even weirder if it was like somebody was what since it's a streaming version you're playing if someone was like watching you live and like commenting
1: <laughs> on your gameplay. Oh snap. <laughs> oh snap. Well, didn't uh what was didn't oh, I guess the Super Mario Maker did that, right? Where you could if you turned on the comments, there would be like comments in this on the thing mm. while you're playing it. Do you remember that? Yes,
3: it's it's exactly like that. That's yeah. exactly
1: what it is. I turned it <laughs> off because you can't see anything <laughs> other than comments. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> so I'm like, this is really annoying. But uh, yeah, I guess some people like that. But it, for me, I couldn't even tell what the fuck was happening on the game because it was all comment all comments. But yeah, it reminds me of that. There was also there was a there's a Japanese like YouTube that you can get on Switch that does that does that to you. It's like Nico Nico, I think is what it's called. Mm.
4: Hmm, And it's like, and you
1: can watch videos with comments on top of them. It's weird. I don't know. At the very beginning of the Switch's life, I I watched a bunch of those because there wasn't much else to do. And I was like, okay, I'll download this and look at it. And I watched some like Mario Party videos and like other stuff like that that was on there. Like weird anime stuff with like no, no English subtitles, you know.
3: Yeah. It seems really annoying.
1: Yeah. With just comments on the screen. I don't know. People like a lot of annoying things nowadays, so. Well, I like Hitman
3: Three so much, I went ahead and bought one and two. I figured Thanks to one of our Patreon supporters. Yeah, you know who you are. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah, it was ninety bucks for both. I think it's totally worth it. The Mm. number one was thirty, and then number two was the full sixty. Oh wow!
1: Oh, two was like a whole full game.
3: Yeah, and then two also has DLC, which I did not get because that's an additional forty dollars.
1: Wow, they they're really fucking (laughs) taking money out of you here. I, yeah. I mean, it, cause I don't know how old two is and I feel like already it's kind of high to release it for 60, but like another like 40 on top of that to get all the DLC just doesn't make sense. Shouldn't it be like 60 with I think all it the DLC be. in there? I think it, I mean,
3: I'm, not, I'm hesitant to say it's overpriced cause I know I'm going to I already played number three for 100 hours. Sure, I expect yeah. to get 100 hours out of each of the other ones. So, it, I mean, I think it's worth it, but it is an older game, and I I would have expected that each of them would be like $30.
1: Yeah, it's, it's weird that one of them is like a full game price. I mean, that's right. like, you expect that from Nintendo, but not from other companies, so it's like, I don't know. Right. And especially like I without think, DLC included, that seems even weirder.
3: I think number two has more modes and there's a mode called sniper assassin in there which i haven't checked out yet Uh, and then there was a second mode that i'm forgetting but i think both of those are tied to number two and maybe that's why they justified having a full price versus the 30 dollars of the the first game yeah i don't know but i'm gonna get my money's worth out of it even though i'll Mm. ultimately end up spending geez how much (laughs) 75 for the deluxe version 90 for these two and then two hundred and five dollars total. Wow. What the whole package would be.
1: Yeah. But I mean you'll you'll play it. You'll play a lot of it. So yeah. you already you already got a hundred hours out, out of it, so a dollar per hour, you're halfway there. So Right. Right. I admire your dedication to one game. Mm-hmm. I wish I I do kind of wish I could do that sometimes. I was a little jealous that I could just put my just focus on one game and just play that forever, but I can't. I, I get too distracted by other stuff. There's too much stuff on the Switch. I wish they would just stop releasing games for like a month or something. Just give me give me some time to catch up. I don't know if there's too much there's too much stuff to get distracted by on there. I admire just, just putting it on just just playing one game all the time. Which I try to, to squeeze I, the
3: most out of it if I can. Yep.
1: I mean I try to with like RPGs, but I still get distracted by other stuff like like Turrican and you know, whatever else shit. Chasm. Sales. I think it's sales that mostly distract me. Because I get emails from Nintendo that's like, hey, you remember this game? It's on sale. I'm like, oh, damn it.
3: Well, there was one more thing that I found in there that pertains to this show. In Hitman 1, there is, I swear this is true, a Luigi costume.
0: <laughs> that's great. I was I, I was in the
3: sewer, sneaking around in the sewer, and there was a guy working on the pipes, and he was kind of in the shadows, so I couldn't see like exactly what he looked like. But I went up, I attacked him, knocked him out, and when you knock somebody out, it'll say, you know, the, the buttons will flash there on the screen, you know, what to do. You'd, you can take his gun or steal his clothes, whatever. And it'll say what the clothes are called. There's like a name for each outfit. And the name for this guy's outfit was Green Plumber.
1: Yeah. So, they're not, so I put not,
3: on the Green Plumber costume and yeah, uh, it's Luigi, no doubt. Not really hiding can,
1: it. Yeah.
3: Yeah. But nice. I was merciful. I did not kill Luigi. I just knocked him out.
1: <laughs> it's his year.
3: Right.
1: <laughs> it's always his year. It's his year. It's got to be like a, I wonder how long it's been since the year of Luigi. Was it like a decade since since then? <laughs> 2013, I think it was. I, it was, yep. It was def, I mean, it's about almost a decade ago. Because it was, year of Luigi, Luigi was, because there was Luigi Dream Team. And mm. then there was, what? Luigi's Mansion 2. And it was all like 3DS stuff. And Dr. Yep. Luigi <laughs> from mm. Wii U. It was all like Wii U 3DS stuff. So it was a while ago. But. I was so mad
3: because at the time I just wasn't in position to spend any money, and I didn't have the Wii U. And I was like, "The year of Luigi is now!" Like it couldn't have been a couple of years ago when I had some money.
1: Yeah. So I still never. I still want to beat Dream Team. I'm in. I'm on like the final dungeon of that game. I should just like buckle down and beat it because I am in like the very very end of the game. I always think about doing that, but you know, it's, I want to play it on the TV. I guess if I'm playing the PSP, I could play the 3DS too.
0: At the same time,
1: I could try. All right. Well, let's do, let's talk about news for a while here and then we'll be done. Here is the news. I promise you it's the news. Releases of the week. Of course, the big release is Mario 3D World with Bowser's Fury comes out this Friday. I was really, really close to getting it, but I don't think I will. I don't know. I'm thinking I think I'm going to hold off on that one, but I was I almost bought it. I was I was really, I I was really close. well. One thing I was going to do, which I actually can't do, because uh, there's a there's buy two get one free from Target, and there's also a buy two get one free from Amazon as well going on right now. And I was going to see if I could finagle some sort of like, I was like, well, if I buy Mario 3D world and I buy like brave the default, then I could get another game for free. And then that would like help me justify buying both of those that I, you know, games I wanted anyway. But Mario 3D, Mario 3D world is completely sold out for pre-order on target. Like you cannot get it. So it's, it's, uh, I noticed that when I was looking at the buy two, go and freeze. So that one completely got knocked out. Like that's everybody, maybe everybody else was thinking that idea too. And it's just not available. You just can't get it. So, and and uh, the, and the Amazon buy two get one free is only specific games. It's actually not. I don't think it's not not full priced ones. I think it's smaller ones. But, but that was my idea. But it's not possible. So, you would have to. I don't know. I don't know how long the sale goes for. I think it only goes for like a week. So it might be done by like Valentine's Day or this weekend or whatever. So, but I was yeah I was really thinking about getting 3D World, but I don't know. I think I'd rather just get more smaller games than, than get a game that I already have with a, with a six-hour thing on there. Because they said it was six-hour total, you know, and I would go through and right. get everything on there. So that's like $10 an hour. I don't know. Plus, you know, I have, like, a, I still have a Xenoblade 2 to beat, and I also have Bravely Default on the horizon. And also, like, crazy that Crazy Taxi game comes out next week, which I don't know if you guys completely forgot about that, but, like, hyper taxi or whatever it's called it's like it's like the same thing but different i think it might have yeah, some it same developers on it. too right. yeah I, th- I thought it had some same d- developers on it too i'm planning on probably getting it depending on i don't know if it has a price yet actually i do it does i think it's a little bit on the high side but i still kind of want it but yeah that, i was thinking about that for a second but there's also a little nightmares 2 demo for anybody who's planning on trying that game you can try it for free it's coming out on Friday. I remember Little Nightmares One supposedly didn't perform that well on Switch. And I know they've released patches and stuff, but I don't know how well it got after that. But and another thing, this uh this game, Jenny LeClue, which I remember looking at before, is like eighty eight percent off. It's only two ninety nine, knocked down from like thirty or something like that. Which is a point and click game, but it was like a Tim Burton looking game. We talked about it before. And I almost thought about getting that just because it's so cheap. But as I mentioned before, the uh the just dances they're they're on sale too in 29.99 i'm not Overcooked really two
3: has a free trial of the whole game on switch this weekend
1: yeah there there was a free tar- trial of um the other one too the uh, what was it dead souls no what the fuck is it called what's what's that other what's that other game that uh that's not hades that's the roguelike that everybody liked that i have dead souls dead souls yeah yeah dead souls was free was free on a trial too for a while I think we never reported about about it, but it might be gone mm-hmm. by now. But yeah, it was it was free through um, through the Nintendo Plus? If a uh, yeah, Overcooked Two being free, like we could always just like download and play it online. I always wanted to play it online because you can actually play that one online, so we could try that. So that's cool. I'll, I'll definitely try that when it comes around. Also, as far as like free stuff to play online, we can jump to this. There's more uh, NES snes games announced for the nintendo switch online this the 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 service that keeps on giving even though these ones are kind of are kind of out there but i but i welcome it i like i like i appreciate the more out there
3: ones because you know it's been a while since we've been having virtual console and there's kind of the expected ones that that you 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 know expect to see but these are all ones that i've
1: not heard of before so that's cool like what was it? Uh, I think Bob Mackey like tweeted like prehistoric man is like the is the game that you get when you wanted Joe and Mac but you were but you were bad and your parents buy <laughs> you buy you prehistoric man instead. <laughs> That's what I got from it. it. Looked like Joe and Mac like minus Mac or something. I don't know. It's just single player, but yeah, Doomsday Warrior is like a weird weird a uh, fighting game which I'll no. totally play. I mean, it's I never heard of it, but I'm like I'll fucking play it. Was it Psycho? Was it Psycho Dream? Kind of looks like a looks like a bizarre, uh, like a two D platformer ish action game. I don't know. I'm, I'm all for it. And also on the on the Japanese side, they're adding a uh, Shimagami Tensei two for for the Super Famicom, which of course is not translated, but it's on there. So that's pretty cool. So if you speak Japanese, you can play Shin Megami Tensei one and two on the Switch. You know, before three and five oh, nice eventually get.
0: I want to say uh, I do want to say like fire and ice is a really cool game um i played this like i played a lot of this on that dreamcast emulator that i had i just discovered it randomly just going through alphabetically and it's a lot of fun and i actually saw it recently at the disc replay here in town and complete in box they were selling it for it was like I want to say it was like two hundred and eighty.
1: Oh wow! Yeah, I was gonna say it's probably pretty rare, right? It, it looks cool from what I saw but it. reminds me kind of like a Lolo ish game, but like more, it you know, is, like pu- like, it's like puzzle 2D based 2D yeah. version of
4: it.
0: So it's like a side scrolling. I guess you might call it an action puzzler. I don't know if you really need to react. Like, it, but I think it's all just about doing the moves in the right order, at least initially.
3: It's like but, a puzzle platformer.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's so fun. Yeah, the title, the uh, the box has like a label on it that says like, caution, this gameplay is highly addictive or something like that. So they knew what they had. They knew they had both the fire and the ice that people wanted, but it's a really fun game. So, I mean, I, I recommend checking it out. It's a really welcome addition to being that how the hell else are you going to play this unless you want to shell out a bunch of money or use an emulator, I guess.
1: Sure. That's another thing about like, about the Turrican, when I got the Tur- and flashback thing, like, those games by themselves are pretty ridiculously expensive if you want to hunt them down, so it's much better to have them in one place. And Fire and Ice is great, because it's just coming for free. And, I'll, and mm-hmm. I'll definitely play it. After, I mean, out of the four of these, I think that's the one that looks the most interesting, but... It is. But I love Super Nintendo games, so I love playing any Super Nintendo game I've never played before, so I will definitely play all three of these. I'm interested in Psycho
0: ones. Dream because of the name.
1: Yeah, well, it sounds like, it reminds me of that, uh, Psycho Soldier from SNK. Uh-huh. And actually, well, the Turrican kind of reminded me of it was like my SNK game where I just like bought this weird game that I don't really know anything about, but I was just obsessed with it because of the weirdness and you know, it reminded me of that again, but
3: yeah. I just think this collection of titles is like the most badass collection of titles that they could have assembled. It's Doomsday Warrior, Psycho Dream, Prehistoric Man, Fire and Ice. It's like some intense titles here.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it's basically. Well, I mean, aside from what would be a badass selection of games, is if they release like Earthbound and Super Mario RPG and mm-hmm. stuff like that on there, which is games that still aren't on there. But you know, as far as like weird ass games, sure. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I'm all for it. That's uh, I'm, I'm I'm for more weird shit. Uh, you know, weird shit is a good place for the Nintendo Switch Online because I would never really play pay any money for Prehistoric Man or something like that. You know. But just to be able to try it out for you know for yeah, twenty dollars a year is great. That's I'm totally in. Totally, I in think on that
0: Square is going to do a Super Mario RPG remake. That's why they
4: haven't released it. At least.
1: Yeah, right. I would. I would be. I would actually be kind of upset if they did that because I don't think that game's all that great. But that's a. That's another. That's what? another conversation. But. I, w- I, would I thought ra- you said
3: you only wanted to do 20 more minutes on this podcast.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that's a different <laughs> conversation. It hasn't aged as well as you would think. I don't know. Last time I played it, I didn't think it was all that fun. But uh that's uh that's a whole other thing. I would prefer them to make a new game than than that. But uh so I I, I mentioned uh oh, I mentioned on the Slack that they were doing that they were gonna release uh Capcom versus SNK on Switch. I was actually kind of wrong on that it's actually the neo geo pocket color version Ooh. and that's mm-hmm. not really the version that i want i want I want the console version so i don't know if i like actually get that but yeah they- i saw
0: the is it the neo geo games where they have it to where you like hold the switch like two people hold it and then like the screens are you know what i'm talking about i saw some pictures of this
1: I, I don't know. I mean, I know there's a border that you can use where it shows, like, the buttons and stuff on there. But this is
0: where, like, so you'll each hold a Joy-Con and you're facing each other with the switch between you. And then you have your own sc- little screen showing that the 2D, you know, action. So it's, like, uh, it's It's really weird, but I've seen, like, that's one of the gameplay options. with. Those it's DMT like they games.
3: split the screen, almost like a DS, but it's like mm-hmm. there's two screens, one is facing each player.
1: Yeah. Oh, weird. I don't, I, yeah, I don't know.
0: Look this up, because uh, now I'm starting to doubt it's real, but I swear I saw a screenshot of someone playing one of the Neo Geo games like that.
1: Weird. Yeah, I haven't really... I mean, the only Pocket Color one I have is the one that came with uh, with the Samurai Showdown game that I got that they, they came with the Pocket Color for like the, for pre-ordering it at a certain time. I was I was getting really excited, because Capcom vs. SNK2 is like one of my favorite fighting games on, on GameCube, and I was hoping that that would mean that that would come eventually, but it looks like it's like going to be a smaller version of it. But I would I would be more into it if they would just release like the one even. Capcom versus SNK one would would be great because I never played that one. But whatever. Let's see what else do we have. I saw that Kingdom of Kingdoms of Amalur you can pre order it now on the Switch. It's going to be like thirty nine ninety nine, which is a lot higher than I hoped it would be. But maybe I can still find a way to get it. I don't know. I really like that There's game. a lot of Kingdoms in there. For $40? Well, Kingdom, I mean, it's a 100-hour-plus game, so it's definitely worth it. I just, I was like, uh, I want to I I play it again, even though I already have it for PS3, but I want it portable, even though I don't go anywhere. But it's nice to, you know, for the show, it's nice to have it on Nintendo systems and all that stuff. That's the main reason. That's my excuse. Even though I still can't make myself get a Bioshock, because I already have all those games. Uh, Do you want to talk about this documentary thing?
3: Yeah, so there's a Nintendo documentary series that's supposedly going to air on March 1st. And this is from the people who made, have you seen uh, Video Games the movie, which was on Netflix for a while? No, Hmm. but it's a terrible title. (laughs) Yeah. It wasn't that great of a movie either, but I thought it was notable. Somebody's making a Nintendo
1: documentary. It's like, like, I I heard that people like video games. I got an idea. Video games, the movie. I, I just want to play video games, the movie, the game, when it, when that comes out.
3: It's called Playing with Power, the Nintendo Story, and it's going to be on Crackle.
1: Yeah, what, Crackle has a service? I remember it being on a really weird service that I'd never heard of. I was like, I, for some reason I thought it was Apple TV. I was like, oh, great, another thing I won't watch, ever. Because <laughs> uh, Apple TV won't let me stream it on anything, so fuck them. But, yeah, uh, Crackle TV, is that a, uh, what's that?
3: It's uh, it's a Sony owned thing. It's been around for a long time actually. It was first it was just a website. Um I remember using Crackle like maybe a dozen years ago. So but now I guess you know they have extensions for your T V and all that stuff. So yeah, you can check it out on March first, a Nintendo documentary series.
1: Crackle's it's gonna come, be a five part series. <laughs> Crackle's come so far from from being the Mad Magazine uh ripoff of the of the nineties. You know that's what it started as, right? True. Yeah, Perhaps I remember it, that. It. It, was it was a like fucking magazine. Jokes and stuff. Yeah.
0: So it was Cracked and then it was Crackle?
1: Right? Or no, or I think Cracked it was a different thing. Oh, oh, okay. So maybe maybe I maybe I'm thinking of a different thing. I thought that hmm. crack. I thought the Crackle was a spin off of the of the magazine Cracked. Is it wasn't Crackle the thing that had like what started all of those uh all of those dumb articles about like, you know, I don't know, look at I feel like, I feel like it was a lot like a lot of yeah, it was like those Buzzfeed articles from like the '90s, like way before any of that, where it's like, "Hey, All uh, the
0: top ten lists of things." Like yeah, it's 10 like reasons. I think that's cracked. Okay, I think it cracked.
1: I thought that they were. The same I do.
0: Guys. I do remember going to Cracked before Reddit was a thing, and like it was a very similar kind of sinkhole of random content.
1: Yeah, it was like here's a uh, ten Marvel characters you've never heard of and stuff like that. Yeah, Crackle, I haven't even heard of at all. (laughs) So there you go (laughs) until now. But Nintendo, well, you know, Nintendo's always good at embracing weird things like the Philips CDI. It's like kind of this, this is like the same world. It's like, let's go to Crackle. Nobody's heard of that, but let's put our stuff on there. Because I'm
3: pretty sure it's totally an unofficial documentary, though. Yeah. Um, Although I guess they do say they have interviews, I believe, with uh, Reggie, but, you know, it's not like a Nintendo sanctioned thing.
1: I know, but you know how uh, they yeah. y- they hold their stuff so close to, right. y- you know they wouldn't just let their shit out. It'd be they have to have some sort of involvement with it. I don't know.
3: Well, another uh, movie, TV thing is going on for the GameStop story. HBO is developing a scripted series. So
1: a, a scripted plenty series of content that, coming out about that. Yeah. So not not a documentary. Not a documentary. I was, was- going to say I might watch it if it was an HBO documentary, just because I like the documentaries. But scripted. I still don't understand what you're going to show. It's just people sitting and sitting by their computers buying shit. It's not really going to be that exciting. Like that's I what think they'll they find did. a way. The total. They just the they, they, they're of... just typing to each other. It's just screens of people typing, and that's and that's it. <laughs> I mean, it's I don't know. It's during a pandemic. We weren't even going anywhere. I don't know.
3: They'll find a way.
1: Yeah. They'll yeah. Sure. <laughs> I'm
3: still most interested in the one that's coming from the social network people, because I think that given that tone, it could be an interesting, interesting presentation.
1: Yeah, I really don't. I mean, I watched that movie and I thought I liked it. I just really don't remember anything from it. Of course, we could always watch it again for our other show. Um, One
3: more uh, movie thing that just broke before we started. There is a teaser out for the Sonic 2 movie. Oh, really? It's just the title and some music. Uh, some music that happens to be from from the Sonic 2 game, so they're sure. signaling their intention to be true to that. And they have a on the logo, the two is is yellow, and then the end of the two is two tails, two of you know tails the fox.
1: I, I really so want that, that Sonic. I really want that Sonic movie to get on a streaming service so I can watch it again and just you know tear it apart. Yeah, just for free. it was
0: yeah. on a streaming
3: service.
1: I mean, it it might be. I don't think it's as far as I know. It isn't. I mean, I don't think it's on. I don't think it's on like Netflix or anything like that. I I feel like I just looked for it not that long ago. I'm sure I mentioned this to to you guys before, but just watch. It's an app. I use it all the time. You can look up one thing and it'll tell you every streaming service that it's on. Nice. Uh, It's not. It's on like Epics. Does anybody have Epics? Directv. So it's not really on any streaming service. I mean, you can rent it for five dollars on Fandango now, but I mean. Don't do pay that? for that again. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to pay any money for that. There, was, There's also like a, there was a new Sonic the Hedgehog anime like coming out too. Which, yeah, which Sonic is happening. Prime. And uh, and, our, and like all the voices are changing too. I saw that like was in like the main Sonic voice leave and like some other mm-hmm. one. It's like everybody except for like Robotnik or Eggman like is, is staying and all the other ones were getting switched out. I, I read that. I don't know. I don't know the specifics of it, but more Sonic stuff.
3: Lego's also making a Sonic set. This is yeah. one of the things that came about from their, their Lego um, ideas, where you submit your own ideas. So it won, it got through, and it's going to be made.
1: Mm. Makes sense. I mean, why not? Some some people like Sonic and Legos. You can sell it to, to a few people. Also, uh, we could talk about anniversaries. There's actually a couple of them. Uh, I know you have Paper Mario's anniversary on here, but it's also Street Fighter II's, like, 30th anniversary. Which is wow. pretty, Ew. which is pretty ridiculous, and you make yourself feel extra old. But Street Fighter Two is like, yeah, the game that it was. Street Fighter Two and Super Mario Brothers were like the two games that I bought the most times for various systems. I think they're in the, in the ranking there. Some of
3: those fighters would be in their sixties now.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and of course Paper Mario. It's been twenty years since they've made. Uh, well, I mean, probably less than that, but. Twenty years later, they're disappointing us on a whole new level with their with their Paper yeah. Mario games. It was released on February fifth, two thousand.
4: Yeah. Wow. 2000. That's
1: twenty one years. Yeah, that's twenty one years actually. This is this is wrong. It's,
3: wrong. Oh maybe, uh, no 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 no. Yeah, yeah. Two thousand one. I wrote that down incorrectly. Yep. Oh, okay.
1: Was it 2001, I guess? So. I, I mean, I remember getting it and playing it. And it I came know it out was... in co-
0: when I was in college, so yeah.
1: It Well, yeah. I, I was at that other apartment. I wasn't at LCC anymore, because I remember playing it there. Or no, wait. No, I thought I, maybe I did buy it when I was at LCC. I don't, I don't remember. But it, I just remember coming out towards the end of the 64. Like, 64 was almost done for. But Majora's Mass was in 2000, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Wow, I, I thought that, that was, was
3: October 2000, I believe. Yeah,
1: I thought okay. Well, they're pretty close because like, I thought Majora's Mask was like definitely at the Con- end, at Conquer the end of the system.
0: was 2000 as well.
1: Oh, I thought that was 2001. If I was guessing, but I, I don't know. But yeah, everything, us and and games and all this, they're all old. Everything is old. Yes. <laughs> is there anything else you want to? You, You're what,
0: right. It was 2001, March 5th.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, it is 20. It is 20 years. It's just a typo in our notes.
0: Oh, well, no, that's when Conker's Bad Fur Day came out, March 5th.
1: Oh, so that's, tw- that's yeah, 20 so years that's old. That's coming up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so that one is like pretty Thanks. much end of, maybe I should, I don't know, I could try to stream that game again. I, I still have That'd it. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I'd watch
0: it. I've been wanting to play it.
1: Yeah, did we- Conker's almost old enough to have his first drink. Yeah. <laughs> well, Jared, I remember you were always looking for it whenever we would go to conventions, mm. and it was always too expensive. You should have yeah. got it that, that time when we were at the Toys R Us, like years ago. Like over 20 years ago. I
0: bought it for pretty cheap when I did eventually get it. Yeah, because I I remember I was,
1: I found it with you for like $9 in the bargain bin at Toys R Us in the late 90s. No, it wouldn't have been in the late late 90s. It was early 2000s because, but it went to the bargain bin pretty quickly because the 64 was on its way out and that was where I got it. So it was cool. I got it new for like $10. But I had already, I had already rented it and played it through, played through it, but. I'm wondering how. Yeah, I, sh- I should try it. See how see how good it holds up. On the I'll, maybe I'll that'll be one of my stream things that I'll do. Now that I have that, I'm trying to do different setups and stuff for that. But aside from that, is there anything else you wanted to mention before we get out of here? That's it for me. All right, I, I'm good. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm good. All right, cool. Thanks everybody for listening, and thanks again, Voitech for coming on and talking to us about. All those games that you've been doing, I'm very excited to play all of them. Crossbow Blood Knight, check it out on the eShop. There's a link for it on there. It's cheap, but it's fun. It's It's, good. it's a good time, uh, you know, quick, quick shooty arcade fun. Check that out. And uh, if you want to check out more of our stuff, you go to nintendomain.com, nintendomainpodcast.com, twitch.tv slash nintendomainpodcast. I stream late night Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. Also, if you want to help, help us out, support the show, go to patreon.com slash Uh For a dollar a month, you can hear our bonus episodes. We just did a new episode on best hidden games within games. And I think it was a great episode. Check it out on there. Also, uh, well, Jeremy and I are on Twitter at jmaxdack and at Nintendo underscore domain. And we both have spinoff shows. I have How Is It Now? which is a show where Jess and I talk about old award-winning movies and how they are now. And we actually have a super cool guest coming up that I'm really, really, really excited about. So in the next couple of weeks, we're going to have a really awesome episode. So stay tuned on that. And you have a second episode coming out soon, right, Jeremy?
0: I do. I'm still working on it. Uh,
1: (laughs) (laughs) You got to get it on the actual podcast app, man. I keep looking for it. I'm going to
0: get it on an actual uh, schedule as well.
1: I mean, I can send me your RSS feed. I can do it in about two seconds. You just, you just got to copy and paste it and put it on iTunes. But, yeah, let's check out all that extra stuff. And uh, we've been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson.
0: I'm Jerry Mikowski. John
1: Nitter. And thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll see you next week. See you. night sorry i said I said blood light yeah cross, cross, <laughs> i thought you
3: said blood bud light
1: bud light yeah, yes it's, it's bud light. It's like over here. Yeah. yeah yeah it's, it's a yeah. sponsored game yeah the those <laughs> those Frost, fo- those fucking night guys Frost from the I'd, super bowl Frost are in there I'd bud light yeah <laughs> they made sure to put the blue bud light nights in there